Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So there are hangout podcast where three bearded film fans, well, two plus me, <laughs> watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, guys. Uh, Central Pack. Yeah, good, man. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Been up to you. You've still got a bit of a beard left, uh, Luke. Have I? Yeah, it's, like this, this, it. it's like a grade, grade one. Great too. I don't know. I no, can't. I think it, I it. think it counts. It it's a very counts. useful look. You look butter boy. I do look a lot younger. <laughs> Not sure if it's a good thing. Yeah. Butter boy. You're gonna, you're gonna get ID'd for buying Red Bull and razor blades at the it's local Sainsbury's. I remember because you get ID'd more now. You wearing masks in shops. I got yeah. ID'd uh, for some beer or something, and I just pulled the mask down and they went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! They just went Jesus. haunted eyes. They just looked at your haunted eyes. They went, "Oh, he's seen some shit." Yeah, <laughs> he's opened the lost duck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I accidentally shaved my beard, but uh, it, it'll grow back. The look, the good. Maybe it'll, I just want it'll to. It'll grow back. Unlike, <laughs> unlike my head, like I need reassurance that something will grow back. So every now and again, I like to take the beard off and watch something grow. Yeah. What would you do if it swapped? Oh, like you shaved your beard off and then that stayed, but then your hair grew instead at that time. I don't know, actually. I I don't know what I prefer because I know me as a bald man with a slight beard is who I is my identity. That's how I introduce myself to people these days to change everything about me for grow hair. Yeah. Some people make the beard their personality, they don't they? they go, oh, I've got a load of got a load of beard oils in, and yeah, uh, if you have more than one type of beard oil, you need to reassess your life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've only got one, and uh, I only use it for special occasions, really. Yeah, I do like nice queen. Beard. What was that? <laughs> Meeting the queen. Meeting the queen. Yeah, I'll do that. Especially I do like nice beards, but I always felt like beards were for the lazy people. That's that's. Like because you don't want to shave all the time and don't want to like prim and preen or whatever, and now, now the fashionable people have taken beards. Yeah, but it's almost sometimes beards are a bit more. My granddad's more got a beard now. My granddad, oh. 
has not gone like without a, a day without shaving for like 50 years. Now he's got a beard. So what does this mean now? Does this mean I have to start shaving? What to be punk? <laughs> to be to punk be rock? You need... Yeah. To, to be if different. people zig, I need to zag. Well, do whatever you got to do, man. You're halfway. You're halfway there now. Just give yourself a nice razor, clean shave. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do Wearing it. Wearing shoes on your hands, that type of. <laughs> <laughs> shoes on your hands. Living my life in yeah. hands. Now. Shall we? Uh, shall we mention the t-shirts that we're all that we're all currently oh, yeah. wearing? Speaking of being on trend, yeah. So, if you're listening to the podcast feed, I'll describe it. Um, all three of us received a secret package um, of a as a t-shirt. Well, uh, it says 90s terror film across the top. And along the bottom it says featuring Frank. I can't read it upside down. What's his name again? Frank Welker. 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 Welker, that's the one. And then in the middle it has a, a Dunstan checks in. Um, post and as, as we mentioned before, the print quality is lovely. The fit's lovely. Uh, and the fact that I've now got a poster of 90s classic Dunstan checks in on a T-shirt is pretty much everything I've always wanted. So thank it raises you, so many questions ben. that you can't answer in a normal conversation. Yeah, you you can't. Is there's too much to go into? Yeah. So Ben Scaife, uh, listener, sent them in. Thanks very much, Ben. It's yeah, very thanks. much appreciated. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. So if you listen to our episode two, well, two episodes ago now on Congo, when we were discussing Congo's uh, horror movie qualities, we just googled monkey horror films and Dunstan checks in was on the list. So uh, I think it's forever been ingrained in in our memories now as a definitely a horror film yeah and as you pointed out ben like dunstan does inadvertently cause that masseuse to be sexually assaulted by that woman so if horror that's horror. not horror <laughs> and what is yeah exactly this is like what if i'm like out getting a coffee or something and someone's gonna see it and they want to ask me questions you know when guys like go on a stag do and they continue wearing the t-shirt like <laughs> from months later and this has got an yeah. it's got a the really, wedding has dissolved it's got a really niche in joke on it and you're like oh, can, can I get away wearing this I could wear it to the gym but you know people might ask me questions but uh, I yeah. think if we go out that's just a it's just a fantastic way to trick new subscribers so you just come like oh what's that all about then tell yep. you what maybe if we get a um, <laughs> if anyone can make us a badge with a QR code that we can that we can yeah. put on this like that. links to the thing They'll say, well, I'll tell you what, put your yeah. camera at that, mate. Subscribe. Or <laughs> your camera at that, mate. A t-shirt with just a big QR code on it. Every time you accidentally get snapped by someone, uh, someone's phone, you're in the background, they're instantly going to go to the to the website link. Yeah. Just make yourself a nuisance, like in b- b- busy built-up areas. Yeah. Uh, just in the background of all of all the uh, all the photos. Disneyland all the CCT- or something. All the CCTV operators will be subscribed to the podcast feed. Yeah, because it can get boring just operating CCTV. You need someone to listen to. Yeah, tell you what, guys, golden age. If this if this takes off, copyright, copyright, copyright. We invented it. If Google steal this, you owe me a billion pounds. <laughs> <laughs> One billion. Sounds fair. Sounds absolutely fair to me. <laughs> so we called out Vladimir Putin last week. Google today. Yeah, who's next? No yeah. one's off of our radar. We'll take them all on. All the big guys. All the big guns. <laughs> Uh, so, horror podcast. What, yes. uh, <laughs> what's horror the podcast, news? Eh? What's the horror news on the circuit? A uh, couple of big things this week. So we saw. Did we discuss? We didn't discuss Resident Evil Showcase last week, did we? 
No. No, it was just before we, we talked about it. It was just before. Amongst I feel like I've spoken about it with you guys already, so I was a bit confused then. So yeah, uh, last week we saw the Resident Evil showcase, which showed uh, more stuff from the new game, Resident Evil Village. Um, also some stuff with like a multiplayer mode and the Netflix animated movie as well. Uh, but obviously the big news was that we got a release date for Resident Evil Village, the 7th of May. Um, we got the news that there's going to be a ps4 version and xbox uh i can't remember the xbox series x is the new one right is the new one yeah and then oh, just sorry xbox, thought... and then xbox one sorry granddad yeah, sorry granddad <laughs> i was gonna say i sound like a granddad but at the same time just unfortunately never had an xbox so i apologize andy you can brush me up on that just call it just call it the xbox so i do <laughs> i was trying to say it's coming out on the old xbox as well uh, so yeah, this was obviously initially announced as just being a next generation game. So to n- find out it's a current gen one as well, well, then that's pretty cool. And then there was a demo called Maiden that went online, which is like a, a it's not from the game. It's kind of just something to show off the RE engine and the new areas and stuff. Have you played it, uh, Ben, or did you just um, just watch? No, the... so couldn't play it because it was on PS5 only, and oh, unfortunately not a PS5 owner just yet. Uh, but I did watch some guys play it and some regular streamers that I usually watch and just to see how it looked. And uh, yeah, it looks lovely. And there's a lovely money shot bit at the mo- at the end as well, just like there was in the Resident Evil 7 tra- uh, demo as well. So From what cool. I saw of the, that demo, it didn't seem as effective as the demo for Resident Evil 7. No. Like, it didn't seem anywhere near as, as spooky. It felt a little bit like they just plonked you in an area of the game kind of removed yeah. all the enemies and it gave you some basic puzzle stuff whereas with resident evil 7 the beginning hour so it was it was called beginning hour it was very immersive um obviously took you introduced quite you had a lot the of characters, characters with you as well didn't you yeah so it was kind of like you were you were this uh, yeah. Hornet tv crew uh so yeah this one doesn't feel but maybe there was pressure to get a to get a demo out there considering it was yeah, being yeah. released in may and a lot of people expected there to be a demo, so maybe it was rushed out. I don't know. It still looks amazing, like the RE engine stuff, especially in a, in an area like this. I think it just thrives because it, the areas look a bit more like um, on the original build for Resident Evil Four before they scrapped it and started on a new one with these sort of really glamorous-looking interiors. Do you reckon that's why it's less scary for us? Because it's because um, obviously as Europeans, that's what all the houses are like anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just, just all live in exactly. these ancient all live in these ancient castles. But um are you, Ben, like uh, sorry, I don't know why I'm singling you out yeah, are you like the rest of the internet thirsty for tall vampire ladies now? I mean I think you've got to be. I didn't realise she was as tall as that until I just like, thought it was maybe, the camera angle. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought initially. I thought the camera angle, she's not that tall. But now I'm like, well, um eight foot tall, uh busty Freddy Krueger hand vampire lady and her yeah. minions very She's got a lovely telephone manner as well lovely what yeah lovely <laughs> telephone manner definitely um, but from the telephone boobs <laughs> <laughs> and lovely boobs and she's got a lovely hat as well she looks yeah. uh, all ready for ladies day Fashion. Um, I think she'll be like the uh, mr x sort of uh i don't Mrs. know x. No, because like, i just imagine her someone else as well she? like it, you know when so she like goes through the doors i imagine that a little duck through yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like. I mean, if you're into giantism, 
you know some people like the thought of giant women walking around destroying the city you know in, in, in <laughs> similar to godzilla versus kong i guess but if you're into that this game has got you down if you're a fan of these games and you like that you're like oh god yeah jesus i said if like it to be fair me. though to be fair though ben i think we're all all gravitating towards big vampire lady and i'm very much excited for the game but of all the things i think with certainly the recent games you tend to gravitate towards the villains of the piece versus compelling player character ethan that we had from the last one <laughs> yeah well it's almost like they've just made him like such a blank slate nothing character it's almost like they've done that on purpose isn't it to yeah. obviously to add to the first person um value of the game to make the cat to make the player i guess feel more like they're actually embodying that character but yeah bit bland I mean, we've got I mean, we've got a merchant they now could a, they could do a they could do a chris redfield and change his model every game and we wouldn't even notice no one would question it mm. no one would say hang on a minute chris in, redfield he's right free... in seven there's a bit where we're mia looking at him and his, his face is kind of just just out of shot or just obscured or something since when we got the back of his head or something like that. I think that's what he did most of the time. It's kind of in shadow or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, just then, there's a merchant as well. So he obviously brought back the merchant character. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks great. It's, it's weird how these games can kind of like transvert. Like you, you can never really tell what time period is set in. I mean, the last, the last game, it was clearly like modern day. But this one, you're a bit like, well, it must still be modern day. But where the hell are they? Europe. <laughs> and bloody Europe, so which everyone's fifty years behind in Europe, hundred years yeah. behind. I suppose Resident Evil Four was similar in that sense. It's just the town I grew up in. It's sunny Tamworth. That's the castle. Tamworth. Tamworth <laughs> pretty, can get pretty rough near the bowling alley. Res- Resident yeah, Evil oh, Tamworth near, near that bowling alley. If you're walking to the Xenon on a Friday night, yeah, you got you got to be careful. The random encounters. Eight foot, you get eight foot tall vampire ladies. You haven't met any eight-foot-tall vampire ladies in Tamworth, then? Did. She scythed me right in the knee and... And then scored 300 in the bowling alley. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Is that a euphemism? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Could be. Uh, Yeah, so that was obviously nice. And then what was the other stuff on top of Resident Evil Village? We saw so like that reverse multiplayer. So they've given it a sort of Borderlands-style graphics overhaul. I mean... I'm sure it'd be fine, fun for a little while, but I wouldn't be rushing to get hold of that, to be fair. I say I'm interested, but I hate online multiplayer because I'm over 30 now and children are better than it at me, so I hate it. <laughs> All right, granddad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Resident Evil Resistance was like okay, but I kind of lost... After a handful of games, I was a bit like, oh, well, I've kind of got all I need out of that. It's the single-player Resident Evil stuff that I, that I really want. Multiplayer stuff just doesn't really suit the franchise for me. Not too much. Mercenaries was all right, you know, with um, not as a multiplayer mode, but like as an extra extra yeah, mode. Yeah, like, like a cheeky little horde mode. To be fair, yeah. I I like the idea that it's got everything, everything in it, and all the characters and all the baddies from the first from all the whole series. But mm. for me, quite happily, you could just put a fake little Shenmue toy vending machine in there and they could just get little 3D models of them all to look at and put on an imaginary yeah. shelf and go oh that's nice isn't it that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all, 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 all the joy of a collection that doesn't take up the space in your house that's nice little that's sticker perfect. album that's perfect uh, yeah so what else has there been obviously we got the trailer for Godzilla vs Kong uh, released on Sunday did you guys watch the trailer did you avoid it uh, I've, uh, 
I watched yeah, I it. I don't think this is a yeah. film you could spoil, though, right? That they, they're going to have a fight. Yeah. I don't think it's a film you could. But, uh, yeah, so obviously, how do you feel about the possibility of... Well, first of all, how do you feel about what they seem to be setting up as the story? Godzilla is being portrayed as potentially the bad guy, but maybe because he's being controlled, mind-controlled, or coerced into doing something. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge Godzilla person of like the, the original films, but I saw some people saying it was actually Mecha Godzilla. I'm not too yeah. sure how. I've, yeah. First time Mecha Godzilla comes into the old films, I think they disguise him as a regular Godzilla, and then he, when he gets beaten up, does it turn out he's got a really uh-huh. cool metal underneath? Maybe that's a Mecha Godzilla. that seems. I mean, this film seems pretty crazy anyway. But and I've not seen the King of the Monsters. But that seems ludicrous. <laughs> I, well, I, I re I rewatched King of the Monsters a couple of days ago just because mm. I fancied it. I'm going to probably rewatch Kong Skull Island as well. Uh, I mean, the fight, the monster fights are st- are great, but a lot of the stuff surrounding it is just so naff. And some of the decisions that characters make, you're just like, oh god, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Skull Island, I actually genuinely enjoy quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I, I like monster movies and I like Godzilla films, but the people stuff, I don't think any of the new ones. No. I liked King of the Monsters, the, the human stuff in that more than the previous Godzilla. And yeah. Luke's right, I liked I liked it in Skull Island as well, but it can be it can be hit and miss. Um what I hope is that these series carry on long enough so my favourite can can turn up. And if you talk about things getting ridiculous, Luke, you wanna see if you ever watch Godzilla vs. Megalon and encounter my favourite robot, Jet Jaguar, who can and I'm quoting from the dubbed version there, when he Godzilla's getting like ganged up on by two bad monsters. So Jet Jaguar, the robot, programs himself to grow and he becomes massive. He becomes Godzilla size so he can tag team with Godzilla. Yeah. And if you look hmm. at Jet Jaguar, can you, you say no to that face? He looks bad. <laughs> <his little face, laughs> Jack Nicholson's face. I like some of the fan oh, art. Yeah. It's really cool. So, uh, God, what, what else was I going to say? I can't remember. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks good. Monsters fighting is always lovely. Kong's bloody massive now. Um, at the end of King of the Monsters, I don't know if there's bigger spoilers. Do you remember the end, the end credit sequence at the King of the Monsters? Has Charles Dance got, got Ghidorah's missing head? Or is got, it just all got of got them? A, got a Ghidorah head. And I've read now that Ghidorah's head could be key to how Mechagodzilla comes to life. Put a, Ghidor- not, put, a, put a Ghidorah head in a Mechagodzilla body and it's good the, to go. Wang that together. You've got a Mechagodzilla. You've got a Mechagodzilla at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he comes from the also, future. <laughs> and also it does look like King Kong's got an axe where we've made out of one of Godzilla's dorsal plates, right? Which is uh, oh, so that's what it's made of. I think so because I think I saw a picture of the toy as well, and it looks like that, and it was glowing, same color as his old atomic breath. This is uh, I mean, it sounds it sounds more and more ridiculous the more you talk about it. I, I want to yeah. watch it, but I'm gonna watch I think it. In, this... in the trailer there was like a rap, some rap music came on during the battle. Yeah, a bit bit Terminator, not Terminator, bit Transformers even, okay. the sort of CG scraps sort of stuff going yeah. on. But I'll watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm looks, up for it. There looks to be some flashback stuff, like Kong when he's inside the what's that part of this island called, where it's like the a different. I can't remember. What, but it looks like he's fighting a giant snake and then something else. That's pretty sick. 
Oh, yeah, I'll go and see it. This is one that I'm a little bit sad if we won't get to see at the cinema, at least in the UK, for because I think Godzilla films yeah. and things like this, they're good cinema films. Mm-hmm. They're big. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a shame, but you know, we'll still get that's, to see maybe it. Maybe that's then... something we should do on, on this podcast at some point. Some old school Godzilla. I think actually one of you guys said Shin Godzilla, right? At some point. Shin Godzilla, I've still not got around to seeing it yet. I've bought it, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it because. I think a Godzilla movie is a hard sell for my wife, but um, it's um, <laughs> apparently it's great. I've heard really good things about it, and I think there are some animated follow-ups on Netflix as well that come after it. Yeah, but um, okay. yeah, I'd like to do Shin Godzilla. Yeah, we can add that to the, to the list. Do you think that's the best one to do for like a horror podcast? It's like I, either that or the original. Maybe do maybe we could do a double if we've got a double watching us. Do the like the original Godzilla and then Shin Godzilla. Exciting stuff can be done uh there are a couple of bits of news about films getting pushed back again it's getting to the point now we're just like oh jesus christ films are going to be coming out which were made like two years before which is going to be odd because especially with something like ghostbusters all the kids are going to be young and then they're going to be doing all the interviews and they're going to be grown up it'll be very strange uh but a couple of films so quiet place has been pushed back to september i believe and then the guillermo del toro produced antlers has been pushed back to uh February 2021? No, no. From February 2021 to October 2021. Just get it out there, isn't it, now? Like, especially yeah. a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Antlers. I think it was written by Nick Antosca, who's the showrunner uh, of the Channel Zero TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's sick. Yeah, a bizarro horror novel out called Night of the Obese or the Obese or something like that, uh, which is which is really good, really fun. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a good writer, so I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, I have to wait till February 2021, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 you will. God, <laughs> no. sorry, Luke. October. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm just not paying attention to dates until things are just actually yeah yeah out at this point because everything's going to keep moving. It's Candy, the Candyman's currently still what September, right? Possibly. Don't want to commit either way to that because I'm not 100 percent sure. But you could say any date, then, because right? At some point, it <laughs> yeah, would have been. Be it wrong. would have been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2023 uh, March. Could be March the third. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got for news. Um, yeah, that's it. That was it. Has cool. anybody watched anything lovely? Well, me and you, Ben, were on uh, another podcast to talk about, to, to bring bring our expertise to the subject of the thing, the yep. movie, the thing, um, which we did. That'd be on the, on the Valkyries um, podcast on their YouTube channel. All that. I think we'll link to that. When is when, They told me when it's going to be out. But... I think it's out this Friday. So... This Friday. Okay, cool. So that will be the 29th. Yeah, twenty ninth. Cool. So yeah, we'll link we'll link to that on our socials and stuff when that goes out. Yeah, uh, yeah did so you both watch was... it again in preparation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just gets better every time. It's um, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable how how much how much it improves with every like watch. You kind of pick up new things. You sort of enjoy certain aspects a little bit more. Just it's a solid, solid film. It's it nice to be able to watch that, I guess, and then watch the movie we're discussing today. Because obviously it's just yeah. five years later, um, so it's pretty cool to watch how John Carpenter's 
style has evolved since then. I did watch the prequel for the thing as well, the 2011 prequel, because we mentioned that when we were discussing the Valkyries podcast. And you know what? It's not all that bad. I mean, it's I not a patch. It. I, yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those that, like, if you say, is this the same as the thing, then, yeah, it's going to come off poorly. But if you compare it to a lot of other releases, it, yeah. it, I, I think it holds up reasonably well. Like, it's been a couple of yeah. years since I've seen it, but I don't remember disliking it at all. There's some good scenes. When that guy shoves his cheek into the other guy and they melt together, Yeah, that's a good it's little scene, good. that. Yeah, and the um, is the is the lady like tempts him off to maybe have a bit of a snog in the kitchen, and then a ma- and then her body tries to eat him with a big old gob, and she chases him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. It's, I like it. it Beats wise, it's very similar to the original, where it like does like a test, but instead of the blood the blood test with the hot wire, it does like, have you got any fillings in your teeth? Open your mouth. You haven't. <laughs> You're an alien. I haven't got any fillings in my teeth. No, me neither. You screwed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty good, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is awesome as well, and it and it and it sort of blends seamlessly with the beginning. So the ending of that film seamlessly tag, tags on to the start of the the original, yeah, which is nice. I was mildly blown away when I saw that first time. Yeah, it got to the point where I was like, surely it won't because there's no one left, right? Yeah, but but it does it does work. So yeah, yeah that's quite impressive. So after watching that, if you watch Prince of Darkness, the third in the Apocalypse trilogy, John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, is the Mouth of Madness one. Yeah. Mind of Madness. So maybe we should... In the Mouth of, in the mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, so we can add... I think we've got <laughs> Your a gap. mind is in the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> Your mind is in the Mouth of Madness right now. Of mad... Sam Neill's in it. Uh, yeah, let's do... we should do that next month then. Uh, yeah. Well, you say next month. We could. We could maybe even do it next episode or one episode we've we've got like down what we want to do so we'll add that to the list yeah cool uh what about you andy you got anything um oddly enough the only other horror thing i've watched is in preparation to also record with the the valkyries gang i'm recording with them as your episode goes live so i'm on with them on recording this friday night to talk about american werewolf in london oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Very, very. I'll nice. bring my inverted commas expertise to <laughs> to that one. I did uh, watch a couple of the bits. I rewatched Dread because I couldn't sleep the other night, and it was on Netflix. And if I just put the first ten minutes on, then I'll go to sleep. But that's a film you can't you can't stop once it starts. Yeah. Once they're inside the building and they're locked in, that's it. And it's just, I just want more of that, more of that universe, more of that film. Uh, it just seems to capture some kind of part of dread and and uh mega city so well uh, I, I want i want an anderson spin-off film i want it all i want to see them go to the cursed earth yeah it's yeah. it's a great it takes some slow-mo the slow-mo stuff like the music <laughs> when they take the slow-mo drug i never saw it in 3d unfortunately which i think it's meant to be experienced in 3d uh the slow-mo stuff so they take this drug everything slows down to they say like a a percent of a its normal speed and then the music's well so the colors get like really vibrant it's got that annihilation shimmer kind of thing going on or the glimmer i can't really call it um yeah it's just it's it's got a real robocop vibe to it which i mean it's hard to escape with it being uh robocop is a bit of a ripoff of just dread but i don't know it fit it fits it fills a hole in me 
Yeah, I would like <laughs> to be filled more often, please. I really like Dread. We watched it a couple of months ago at a friend's house. And just, you know, just a casual have a movie night. Like yeah. when we were between lockdowns, you go and sit in people's gardens. He had a projector in his garden. So sat in at Crisps and watched Dread. It was great. Such a such a fun yeah. movie that you can just sit and enjoy. You're right. Like you could put it on for 10 minutes and then it just, like the time is gone and it's like very little dead time in it at all. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix um, as well now, isn't it? I it is, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched uh, it not so long ago as well. Always a good time. One more thing that I did watch that, uh, that I was pleasantly surprised was a film called Love and Monsters. So I told you about a film called Spontaneous, written and directed oh, by yeah. a guy called uh, Brian Duffield. Brian Duffield also wrote Underwater, the, uh, I couldn't oh. say Kristen Wiig, not Kristen Wiig, the other one. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Stewart fighting Cthulhu um, and then he, he wrote this one as, as well, it's called Love and Monsters it's kind of a YA post-apoc monster movie um, it's really fun It's so it, the premise is uh, there's a meteor that came out to earth and anything that's cold blooded mutated and grew so you've got like giant crabs, giant slugs, uh, giant toads and all this kind of stuff uh, and people die quite brutally and he's munched by ants and that kind of thing. Uh, so it's about a guy who tries to get across this post-apocalyptic wasteland to go and find this girlfriend. And that's kind of it, but it's really fun. It's really zippy. Uh, just kind of a really cool casual film to put on. Great. Yeah, that's Sounds pretty good. cool. And the monster designs that? are great. Uh, I VPN'd. I did the old VPN okay. trick. To... Oh, the old VPN trick? Yeah. Uh, Michael, Rook, Michael Rook is in it as well, it looks like. He's great in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sick. Anything else? Check that all, guys? The only thing, and yeah. I guess this is more related to you guys' other podcasts, the old other stories and its strangeness. I watched Palm Springs. Oh, um, yeah. And I know it's a comedy film, and I almost, the same way it was recommended to me, it's almost good if you don't know anything about it and what it's about before you watch it. Just know that it's a fun comedy. Um, and it's got like, but it's not a straight thing. It's got some mm. surreal sort of sci-fi weirdness to it, and it's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I've heard good things. I haven't got round to it yet. Uh, I, I did watch one other thing, um, which was a movie called Spree, uh, with oh, Joe yeah, Keery yeah. as like a kind of Uber driver who's obsessed with going viral, growing his social media following. Um, so yeah, you can imagine the kind of things he wants to do to to uh, to go viral, and it's it was pretty cool. I liked it. Doing a dab, uh, he's doing a dab. <laughs> he just does a dab, and then another dab, and then yeah, his name. So it's Joe Keery from um, Stranger Things. Uh, who's he playing Stranger Things? The guy with the nice Steve. hair, Steve. Steve, that's it. Steve, who's an asshole in series one, and then by series two and three, one of the best characters. Um. So yeah, I quite liked it. It, rem- it was like a bit of a light-hearted version of Nightcrawler. It reminded me his character okay. was clear was yeah. clearly channeling a bit of Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Nightcrawler. Uh, so it's still quite sinister, but he Joe Keery was great. I wasn't too impressed by a lot of the supporting cast, so I think it suffered a bit. But screen life movies looks like they're here to stay, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty f- I'm pretty fine with that. Cool. Sounds good. 
yeah definitely um, worth it that's on netflix as well at the moment so definitely worth checking out if you've got 90 minutes to spare yeah, to give that a go. and that's that yeah and that for me it was prince of darkness there we go prince of darkness so prince of darkness is a 1987 american supernatural horror film directed written and scored by john carpenter he does it all uh, starring Donald Pleasance, Victor Wong, Jameson Parker, and Lisa Blount. The film is the second installment in, Carp- in which Carpenter calls his Apocalypse trilogy, which began with The Thing, which obviously the three of us have covered on this podcast before, long old time ago. Uh, concludes within the Mouth of Madness, which I guess we will be doing at some point in the future. Uh, a group of graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church. Uh, it's just WD-40, though. It's fine. Uh, no, it's not. It <laughs> contains something terrifying. Uh, the they, secret of the ooze it, that they're trying it, to solve. inadvertently yeah. unleash a strange liquid and an evil force on all humanity. Not really on all humanity, just Alice Cooper and his mates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the ratings, Andy B's got it at 6.7, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, 60 for the audience. Let the box does it 3.5. A couple of choice views. Cody, uh, just the other day, wrote, quite possibly the coolest horror movie ever made. Isn't even fair, really. Why doesn't anybody talk about this one? John Carpenter is the prince of making awesome movies. Five stars. Uh, and Boom the Hedgehog wrote, boring AF, half a star. Um, well, <laughs> well Cody we're here to talk about it for you today so not no one if you amend that review and say yeah. at least yeah. these three are doing it <laughs> um, list us by name alright all three of us if you could put a link in there as well that would be good <laughs> I've got a QR code in there I, and honestly I, uh, I have to agree like, I don't I never saw this one until like a year ago or something like that. Uh, it's not one that really gets talked about. Um, I don't think it, it's as catchy. It's not quite a, quite a catchy idea compared to a lot of the other John Carpenter films. Like just a tub of toxic waste. Like what's the, the catch? Alice Cooper, I guess. It doesn't yeah. seem to have the same, um, I don't know, visually striking. Yeah. Yeah. On, there's some great veg- visual elements to it which i guess we'll come to but do you reckon because it's so because those visual elements are all quite backloaded so maybe people yeah. don't get that far yeah if they if they there's a certain image at the very end of the film uh with the mirror stuff that i think that would have been really interesting to see more of um or if they kind of because there's a certain monster that i it kind of blue balls you a little bit. I think it would be nice to lean into that and maybe get an image of that. Whop that on the poster. Although yeah. it does have the, the the woman with her skin falling off. But we, who who hasn't seen a woman with their skin falling off? <laughs> yeah. In this same after, age. As after you've had a bit of sunburn, you know. Oh, bloody hell, my skin's maybe... peeling. Get some <laughs> yeah. aloe. She looks like a that. pizza. Maybe they should have got, um, you know, the shot of like someone, you know when you eat like a cheddar or like a biscuit or a crisp and like a bit of spit well, i don't know what happens but like there's like a pocket air pocket in your tongue or something and as you sort of like readjust your mouth it's a little jet of water squirts out of your mouth <laughs> you know what i mean does that God, only happen God, to me maybe maybe it just happens to you yeah no sometimes you've got like a, sometimes, sometimes you've got a like tiny gap you've got a tiny gap between no, them it, it comes from like the roof of the tongue against the roof of the mouth 
Um, I think I remember Googling around for this. And like, it, it's, I don't know what happens. I think there's like an air pocket, and as it squeezes shut, like a little... Like Googled little, around for this. It was a quiet... little little um, jet of uh, spittle. And then like, it yeah. normally hits someone, and you sort of have to hope they don't notice that you spat on them. Yeah. Uh, there's no <laughs> way to avoid that. If it's in this film, they would have their mouth wide open as you did it and would almost certainly yeah, be right, possessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leaking. That's what it's called. The projection of saliva from the sublingual gland upon compression by the tongue. You're just like a Dilophosaurus in Jurassic Park, Luke. Just yeah. squirting your, <laughs> your poison into uh, this isn't Dennis just, Nedry's just face. Me. This isn't oh, just me. Gleaked. I'm not a mutant. Was it called Gleaked? Oh, <laughs> Gleaked. Yeah. John Carpenter well, went into went into a went into a room and went right. This new film is going to be all about gleeking, all right? And they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." We'll no, then he did it to them. To explain it in the face. And then he did like it that. to them. Anyway. That is. And then they were possessed and agreed to do the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, it's, John. It's especially especially if you've had a. I don't know why, but cheddars. That there's something about cheddars, mini cheddars, Cheds. that make your uh, make oh, your tongue yeah. prone to gleeking. I'm not. I'm not trying to get a sponsorship deal from them or anything. But if you do want to sponsor us, Monster Munch, do get in touch. But Monster Munch, <laughs> I think, is the big. The really gets the saliva going. Um, yeah. When you when you think of that pickled onion Monster Munch, I mean, uh, if anyone listening has months now and have heard me said Monster Munch, I'm sorry for the terrible agony I put you through. We should probably put a warning at the top, Luke, that if you've got mumps this episode, don't listen to it because people are going to mention Munch and Monster Munch. <laughs> well, <we're gonna> <laughs> that doesn't sound good, does it? Don't mention Monster Munch if you've got mumps because you're... <laughs> 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 don't be mentioning Monster Munch if you've got mumps, mate. There's that going to keep up with like, the words that are like rhyming and... and... Slipping every you were like inventing a tongue twister on the fly. Yeah, yeah, you were. I like it. It's good. It's a bit neat. Uh, this, I've, I don't think I've seen this film before, but for so, I've seen a lot of the, I've seen a lot of the visuals of it and like little clips and stuff. I've seen Alice Cooper in it before he's going. <laughs> but I feel like this film does the same as what the characters do. It like gets confused. It's like, is this about science? Is this about religion? I don't really know. No one really knows. Does the priest even really know? It's about alien. Oh, I didn't he get seems that. quite it's confused, doesn't he? I, I, I'm with you, Ben. I think as it came through, for me, and maybe because not a particularly religious person, I think it really started to hit for me as the sort of science, the sort of sci-fi angle grew as it mm. came through. Um, and it actually mashed those two things together because I think... At the beginning of the film, they are presented as very polar opposites. There's like a religious side and the science side. But as those two elements of the story sort of come together, it makes for some really interesting moments. It almost felt like yeah. the film was trying to um, make the science, the people who believed in science doubt that by saying, look, here's all the evidence for this. But I don't know if it really went far enough with it um, mm. for me. It was kind of like everyone was kind of just a bit confused. Is it this? Is it that? Donald, for me, Donald Pleasance seemed like a sort of negated force in it. He didn't seem that. Well, he, he uh, uh, so after reading the, the Bible, um, he goes, Oh, yeah, religion's a crock of shit. Like, we just, um, we're like terrible salespeople. So he instantly yeah. kind of renounces his religion. Mm. But then on the flip side, Mr. Miyagi also kind of says, Science, we don't know everything. So it does kind of. They do kind of come 
to the middle. Mm. It does also say that God is an alien from like Saturn or something like yeah. that. And Jesus is. I don't know. Maybe it said like Satan was. A, a, then, I can't so Satan is Satan <laughs> is the secret of the ooze, and then he has a dad who is the anti-god. Anti-god, yeah. So is is and his dad Jupiter? Yeah, and did we? It's just a, I mean, it's just a mate of his who's really anti-god. Yeah. I bloody hate God. Get down here and help me out with these possessed <laughs> guys, then. Get in the mirror, then, mate. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be anti-god, get in there, and then do not appear on screen. Until the Power Rangers movie, I guess, when Ivan Ooze does make his glorious arrival. Yeah. But, um, Ivan Ooze is definitely the anti god. Yeah. He's in that mirror, mate. He's waiting. He's definitely in the mirror. <laughs> um, Looking at his watch. Thought, it was just a bit of a bit like confused. This film. It felt. It felt like. It felt like it was confused, and it was therefore confusing me, and I didn't realize what you know. Where I was supposed to have a big epiphany about something, or a certain character was going to be key to everything. I don't know. Mm. And not enough Alice Cooper. As soon as Alice Cooper was involved, I was like, hell yeah, let's see what happens with this guy. What he's going to do. But nothing. <laughs> bikes, are, bikes are full. But we'll come to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's pretty much it, isn't it? Just how okay. are you going to do? Bite one person? <laughs> Cast. Donald Pleasance as Priest. Who uh, There's a few, of these, a few of these people who are in this film. Uh, John Carpenter specifically wrote the parts for. Uh, so Donald Pleasance as Priest. Victor Wong. Who is Mr. Miyagi? I don't think he's done a huge amount of other uh, stuff. He's not, you, you've got your, um, you've got got your martial up? arts teachers mixed up. He is the granddad really? of three the ninjas. three ninjas. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, their, he's their granddad, and he's also um, the guy who owns the shop in Tremors. This is the big... And um, he's also in Big Trouble in Little China, right? That's what I recognised him from. That's why... I've, that's the initial... That's I made the initial connection with John Carpenter because I was like, he's definitely in Big Trouble in Little China. He is. Oh, he's yeah. Egg. He's Egg Shen. Egg Shen. <laughs> for me, he will always be the granddad of good old Rocky Colton Tum Tum. What classic! Wow. Yeah. Been a uh, long time since I've seen that film. Do you know what he looks like in Free Ninjas? He looks like Asian Jack Black. If you look at Jack Black, how Jack Black looks now, just then I was like. Is that Jack Black? Oh no, it's not. It's Victor Wong. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. Got a lot of time for Victor Wong. He's been a delight in everything I've seen him in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember this um, uh, Free Ninjas bit now. Cause they've got like the dummy that they've made up to beat up. Um, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy okay. to get confused, but you know. Not got Mr. Miyagi in. It's got Uncle Ninja. Uh, in it is Howard Birak, who so they're like the opposing forces. One is the science, and one is the anti-science. Um, Jameson Parker as Brian Marsh was he the one with the mustache? He's the mustache man. Yeah, it he's, was a, he, he leads he so a group ripped? of incredibly old like students. No one yeah. in that. Stu- I know they're PhD <laughs> yeah. students, but no one is under forty. Yeah, but back yeah. then people looked older. I don't know. There Sorry. was like a there was like a guy with a mu- with a skullet. You know which one I mean? Not the mullet. He had a skull. Yeah, he's uh, the one who blah, 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 at one point later. He was definitely. <laughs> well, no, there was that guy, but there's another oh, guy with a skull. There's two skullets in oh, this film. There was. Yeah, Wait a minute. Yeah. Vic- yeah. Victor Wong's got a skullet as well. That's three skullets. I've never done more skullets in film. <laughs> John Carpenter's got, got a skullet, skullet. too. <laughs> exactly. He's gone right. We've got to get at least three or four characters in this movie of skullets. We need to normalize skullets. We need to normalize skullets. So you've got. 
I want to walk down the street and I want people to go, why haven't you got a skullet? Not why have you got a skullet? <laughs> because a skullet is default haircut for anyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's business at the business at the no business at the front, party at the back, but extreme business at the front. Literally nothing going on out there. Uh, um, yeah, we got Lisa Blount as Catherine Danforth, who <clears throat> I guess uh, she'd like the. Uh, she's not the. I don't know who is the main. Who I don't. Who is the main character in this? It's an ensemble piece, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mustache Man is kind of the main guy, right? Sort well, he's, of. Sort of. All yeah. of the uh, all of the female characters in this movie have got like the eighties, um, sort of like perm, big jacket, roll, sleeves rolled up, going on. Everyone's got the same a variation of the same outfit, um, except maybe Lisa. You've just got straight hair, but the rest of them, nice, voluminous perms. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Dunn, who you might recognize from um, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, what else is he in? I don't know. Uh, so he... he uh, he's, he's annoying in this film. Yeah, he's like a ladies' man, but not a convincing ladies' man. Is this the guy that gets all those apples? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who's like always oh, go. He, he didn't want to go because he's like, he's got a big date tonight, and then yeah. he gets stuck in stuck in that room, oh, stuck in that's, a closet. That's he gets trapped in the closet. Talking about. Trapped and in even closet. in terribly, we'll, we'll come to it. Even in completely deadly situations, when he's only got a flimsy door protecting him, he's still giving him loads of shit. He's yeah. like at the other side yeah. of the door, like, "Oh, don't kill me, you pricks!" <laughs> yeah. And he's got some terrible jokes. There's some some jokes he pulls out, and. uh yeah, a, cer- a certain joke he made to one of the characters. He said that she could pass as Asian, and then, uh, and, <laughs> and then he said she couldn't pass as Asian. I was confused. I was like, "Is she not Asian? I thought she was." <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the joke. Asian. Like, I think this particular character, you know, like, like, could be Asian. If you say that to someone who's Chinese, yeah. you like, you could be Asian. Maybe she that's annoyed by be. that. She was like annoyed by it, and she was like, "Oh, give it a rest." I don't know. Maybe there's there's some politics going on there that I'm not aware <laughs> yeah. of. Maybe yeah, he's possibly. going for a very rare double cancelling because he's definitely going <laughs> to well, yeah. They're rare, but you can still get them if you look hard enough. <laughs> a double cancelling. What happened with a double cancelling? That way, whichever, whichever so way hard, you, you just fade away like Marty McFly's family in that picture. <laughs> you get locked away in the, what's it called? The Phantom Zone. Oh! <laughs> Maybe you get pushed into the mirror dimension eventually. Shit. A double cancelling is where you say something, and whichever way you try and f- flip it is equally bad. Yeah. So you go, no, no, I meant, I meant this. That's terrible. In, in that situation, oh, no, you just say, opposite. "Look, I just said some shit by accident. I've, I've stepped into something I didn't mean to step into. I apologise." Reverse. Maybe yeah. that's what he's yeah. going for when he when he said that woman simultaneously could and then couldn't pass for Asian. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a superposition. He was Schrodinger's cat. He was only going to be cancelled once we thought about. Yeah, he's going to be cancelled yeah. or not cancelled when we think about what he's actually said. Until, yeah, that's it, great, until we think about it, he's neither. But, but if you think that he's cancelled, you in turn are cancelled for just thinking that he could be cancelled. That reminds me. How did he? He's like studying uh, to be a doctor in science or whatever. How did he not grasp Schrodinger's cat? I'm sure that's like they teach you that on day one of science school. Yeah, surely. Yeah, he's, like, what? he's he was the youngest like, of those scientists because he's only twenty nine rather than thirty five yeah. minimum. That and he hasn't, up. and he hasn't got a skullet. 
I'm an outsider here in this class because I haven't got a skullet, all right? <laughs> and you can tell that Victor Wong is the, you know, the, the teacher because he's maybe two years older than the students. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's a bunch of other people. Dirk Blocker plays someone. I don't know who he is, but he's got a cool name. Um, and then also Alice Cooper uh, is in it as, as uh, credited as Street Schizo. Which I think is more of a nickname. I mean, if there if there were roles that were, if there were roles that John Carpenter wrote for certain actors, he just wrote down Street Schizo <laughs> and then wrote down Alice Cooper underneath and went, "That's it. That's all I need." Sent it to. How him. are you with uh, bikes, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I do prefer them to have both wheels on them, but if the front wheel's missing, I will use the shanker guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking of people looking old, sorry, Alice, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. Um, Alice Cooper's looked the same age at, <laughs> in every decade. I've never seen a picture of Alice Cooper and go, that's Alice Cooper as a young man. I've always seen a picture of him and gone, that's Alice Cooper, 50 plus. <laughs> yeah. Has he ever I've been just, younger? I just quickly looked up who Dirk Blocker is, and he's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's um, Hitchcock. Yeah. He's one... <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? What? <laughs> I want to see. One of those. Oh, yeah. Dirk Blocker. So, he's great as uh, as Hitchcock as well. Alice Cooper seventy two, which means in this film he was like, <laughs> like late thirties. Absolutely not. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> is, is he like Christopher Lloyd, who's like looked a certain ages entire career? <laughs> I'm getting obsessed with people's ages lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just my age, but as soon as I find out what age someone is. I think it's because I'm like mid, like 34 now. I just go, surely not. They're not older than me. What? They're younger than me? No. Just obsessed. It's like something wrong with the world. Like when you find out, like people you've always thought are a certain age aren't that aren't the right age that you expected anymore. It's absolutely baffling. It it really does affect me deeply. Um, I don't know how I'm going to cope in the next subsequent decades. <laughs> you mentioned to Ben that Gwen Stefani is approaching 50 and he'll go into oh, no, the mind of I, have, <laughs> I absolutely hate that. When Jennifer Lopez was singing at the inauguration and some pointed out that she was 50 odd, I was like, absolutely not. Leave me alone. No way. Jenny from the block. <laughs> She's like, 20... oh no, sorry, sorry, Ben, this is going to finish you. Gwen Stefani is 51. She already is 50. Oh, that's that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it anymore? I feel like I'm past it. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. Happen- <laughs> It'll happen to you. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Crazy yeah, times we're living in. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. People that you fought were young and hip. And suddenly you'll go, oh, damn. 50 <laughs> years old. I just uh, Googled... Um, uh... I mean, Dennis Dunn as well. Cause I was curious to see what it looked like now, and he looks um, kind of like how you exactly as you'd imagine. Uh, Dennis Dunn, twenty twenty. He looks pretty good, mostly the same. I've got to say. Oh yeah. Oh, mostly the same, except even more of a ladies' man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's looking pretty solid, Dennis Dunn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe you won't be able to kick your ass anymore. Yeah. But maybe you could have him if you were lucky, if you got the jump yeah. on him. He's he's almost wearing the same outfit in Big Trouble in Little China. 
he's almost still looks like he's still in that closet in the victim. <laughs> <laughs> that little cupboard off the off the the campsite in a church. I feel like we've been influenced by <laughs> by the Prince of Darkness because I think we've digressed a lot even for us. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty easy film to digress while watching, I believe. Yeah, because it is it is it is strange, right? So I guess if we make an attempt to where do we even begin? We begin with an old priest dying for no reason, right? He's on a bed oh, with a box. Actually, That's... we we start off with like ten minutes worth of credits. Like those credits, there were a lot of John credits. Man, music yeah. goes on for ages. Yeah, uh, but also, you're right. John we... Carpenter seems John Carpenter seems to be writing under a pseudonym as well, does he not? Uh, we'll think, we'll, we'll hang on to the trivia for that, mate. We don't want to be jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be jumping and feet first into trivia. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, there's a priest who's dead, and also the cat, the Mister Mustache, uh, sees the girl. Like yeah. it, those two points are a key to the film. He, see, he sees um, her arriving, and he and he's practicing his magic or whatever he's doing out yeah. there because this comes up a little bit. His old priest dies, and for some reason he keeps this precious key in a treasure box that he carries around with him. Just get a key ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine having a big old treasure box just hanging off of your off of your jeans. So <laughs> you're gonna carry around all the time. You're gonna leave that on a bus. Yeah. yeah, apparently he didn't go anywhere though, because later on they're talking about how he 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 checks on the goo every morning. He orders food. I think he, does he go out for food once a month or something? I don't know. He's he a bit checks hermit, on the but... goo every morning, dirty boy. <laughs> Make sure it's still swirling in the same direction. Do you think if he took the the swirling goo to the other hemisphere, it'd swirl in the other direction? Yeah, I was say, it would go the other way. Good question. Yeah, it looks really like uh, shiny and almost a bit glittery. It looks yeah. like. A really posh bubble bath. I think it's lime flavor. It is if the you, exact you that, that makes the, the turtles. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. If you put that in the fridge <laughs> for 24 hours, get it out at a birthday party. No one would have known the difference between that and the yeah. jelly. <laughs> I bet it'd be a nice sour apple flavor though, because I think a shiny jelly is oh, yeah. always, you know, a shiny thing. That's like a like a tangy chewitz or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, so he dies. <laughs> there is a scene where basically a nun explains. It's, it's a whole it's bit where the nun goes, oh yeah, he, I found him collapsed. He wasn't dead then. He was taken to hospital but never regained consciousness. So he is dead now. Um, and then Priest, who oddly doesn't get a name, meets with um, Victor Wong and he takes him to show him the ooze and says, look at this book. It's well confusing. Someone's been writing over different words so I can't make hide and hair of it. I need your science, your youngest, brightest minds from your class. And he goes, got just the class. Yeah. I've got um, just the class. I've got the brightest minds. Not so sure about the youngest. We've got the brightest, all right? Yeah, we've got Mustache Man. We've got, we've got Dirk Blocker. <laughs> we've got Dirk like... Blocker. We've got a series of different perms and rolled up sleeves and big jackets. And a woman who may or may not be Asian. <laughs> In the uh, in the wiki description, it says among the thirteen academics present are wisecracking Walter, Demure Kelly, and lovers Brian Marsh and Catherine Danforth. Um, is is Walter wisecracking? Oh, Walter is Dennis Dunn. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> He's shrouding uh, his cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he wisecracking? Yeah. He's just a dick. 
I've got a date to go on. I can't be mucking about with this nonsense. And he's watching Tom and Jerry at one point. He's like, yeah. Listen, Walter, um, maybe if you just did some fucking science and knuckled down for a minute, we could be out of here now. All of us could. Doesn't yeah. Brian Marsh and Catherine, they have a fling, a one night stand or, or yeah, spend the evening of, together pretty they early kind on. of get together after he is sexist at her. Like at, at uni, he like says something about, oh, you know, bloody women. And she goes, absolute fuck <laughs> up. And he goes, oh, I'm only joking. And she goes, all right then. It's 1987. In 1987, it's misogyny. Did it? Did she go? Oh, bit of misogyny. This is an alpha male. He's got a lovely mustache as well. Misogyny. Yeah. Misogyny. <laughs> mustache misogyny. Oh, they uh, could just realise that you've shaved. You've shaved your beard off and everything. You I uh, kept your mustache to yeah. be to be him for the episode. I I tested the mustache. Uh, it was it was fail. It wasn't a passive. It wasn't a positive test at all. <laughs> I think I did something. I even did a. Ben, with your you did the goatee thing. I, I yeah. tried that as well, and I was like, "Why is my face so long? Like it uh-huh. reshapes your face completely." I've uh, just noticed mustache, that I've started to get that thing. Yeah, when I did the when I did the goatee thing, I noticed yeah. that like I'm getting to the point where my face and neck is becoming one. And, oh, I uh, don't yeah. want that. <laughs> just can't get away with it. Can't get away with it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was thinking about the moustache thing as well, but yeah, I definitely looked like I should be on some kind of register. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's lucky, like you know, you've got to be careful with that if you also wear glasses, because if those frame, if those, if those lenses are just a tiny bit too thick, you'll have to tell the neighbours when you're moving in, in and out of the area. Oh no! <laughs> For God's sake, Ben, don't also wear a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I don't think I own a card again, so we're all good. I think that kind of suits you that look, actually. You look like a paranormal investigator, like the one who oh, knows yeah. the equipment. Yeah, okay. with the headphones oh, yeah, on, and glasses, and the, and the def- backwards cap. You say that yeah. he's definitely one one of the ones who dies first. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's very memorable. Um, okay, so they're all they all go into the building at this point. Um, Alice Cooper and, and some of the homeless people are kind of wandering around um, listlessly loitering uh, languidly <laughs> on the... <laughs> in, the same way, in the same way as the ants. So is John Carpenter oh, here Because yeah. none of them have drunk any ooze as far as I'm aware. Ants. Yeah. Are you saying oh, that people... like, okay. like are ants and homeless people easier to possess than, than scientists? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been proven in this movie. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say, isn't it? Like obviously there's some sort of ominous evil force coming out of that church and it's affecting them in some way. Yeah. Uh maybe it's affecting them because they're there constantly rather than just people walking by. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah. Knows? We'll take the answer. But yeah, there's those ant- those shots of ants. Uh there's a woman with a can of worms as well, which is open. I don't know if you noticed that sort of metaphor. (laughs) And there's a a bit of news about a supernova. Are we led to believe that that's done something? Yeah, it was like, um, oh yeah, on the news, someone was like, there's been a a supernova. (laughs) And the rant's on his telly. (laughs) There's ants on the telly. Not on the. It's too much going on. It's like, we can go over to. Not on the news segment. Like literally on the telly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an old, it's obviously an old TV, so it's got like a back. On, on maybe the, the maybe, the, suits. 
Maybe the supernova wasn't a thing. Like maybe all the ants had gone into the TV and they'd formed the image on the yeah. screen. <laughs> it's a bit mad. It's like on the news, we got the weather today. Any supernovas? Funny you should ask that. There has been one. Might want to put on a coat for Monday morning. There's a bloody supernova. <laughs> the supernova come in. And then, yeah. um, you're right, so they've opened this can of worms. And basically we go in and everyone is getting ready to do their particular bit of science. So yeah. there's a radiologist who no one can remember the name of. Literally 80% of the dialogue in the film is someone go, have you seen, um, uh, what's the name? <laughs> <laughs> Susan. Because have you seen Susan? And then, Who? Oh, the radiologist uh, wears glasses. Like literally, that is. So... Which one's Susan? Which She's one's the one who Susan? first first gets possessed. <laughs> She's first the radiologist who no one knows. Yeah. I think Everyone... they've done so well at integrating her as nobody knows who she is that now I don't know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I literally had to look my notes. So yes, yeah, she. So there's her and the guy who looks like a bit like Meatloaf fancies her. Um... Hitchcock. Oh no. Uh, not him. <laughs> the the guy who Skull looks it. Oh, yeah Skull it him and he he's the one that goes around making trumpet noises and basically getting like so many apples. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, he does it really good. Yeah, he's going yeah. around like. Oh, I know what you mean. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a skullet man. <laughs> he's not supposed yeah. to be a student, though, is he? He's just another professor, maybe. I was going to he... say because if he if they've tried to make him a student, that is really pushing the boat yeah, out. But you can is... be a student at any age at university. Like you, yeah, of course, but I've, but yeah, yeah you know, one or two of them. Uncovered men's ageism. <laughs> what should I told you, I'll get obsessed with people's ages lately. Cancelled. <laughs> what you should do is, oh, you could pass for a student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't say you're a mature student. They just go, oh, I, this... <laughs> I don't know. Why are they coming to conversation? So How mature he... are you? Okay. He's around. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but the computer, the, the basically, the <laughs> Susan, the radiologist, is X-raying the jar to see how it how it locks. Um, yeah. One of the so the the science lady who may or may not pass for Asian, and our main character, love interest lady, mm. they are translating that book that people have written in over languages and they're yeah, using the computer to do it. It's like a notebook and he's just writing down green. <laughs> green. <laughs> Probably Dude. sour apple. Yeah. Sour yeah. apple. Sour <laughs> apple. Get a shots in, lads. Get a shots in. I've got some shots of sours here. Yeah, apple 50%. sours. Grow up. What is sour? I mean, Satan. <laughs> yeah. If Satan had a flavour, what would he be? Apple sour. <laughs> it is very watery though, isn't it? The goo, like it looks thick in and viscous in the jar. Yeah. But when it comes out, incredibly watery. Yeah, very I would strange. have, I would have expected Satan to have a higher viscosity than he does. Hundred <laughs> percent. He comes and that's a that is one note I would give to John, the Master yeah. of Horror. You got the viscosity <laughs> wrong with Satan. Yeah, I'd expect <laughs> Satan to be. I'd say like, uneven. Like he, he can have some loose bits. But Lovely. they need to have like tarry bits as well and some bubbles and chunks. A few more chunks in there, I would have said. I don't yeah. need him to be as thick as like a skier Nordic yogurt. Um, I think he'd have more give than that. I think if you threw him against a wall, he would run down. Yeah. Um, maybe a 
maybe a like a cake batter. So I'm thinking. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, that would be like okay. bother, be claggy. Like if it got in your mouth, it'd be claggy and bothersome. You couldn't just spit it out. It'd be like uh, oh, you wouldn't uh, be able to you'd be yeah. possessed. You'd possessed, <laughs> straight up possessed. They're doing all their they're doing all their various science. So they're starting to translate the the books, and then the first thing that we really see that shows that things are beginning to go awry is one of the one of the cohorts. Um, like an introduced maybe the youngest of all the scientists he he could pass as maybe a someone who's just left uni maybe he he goes right i actually can't stay for the weekend because they're having a sleepover at the church with with yous um he goes i'm going he goes outside only to find pigeon jesus on the on the cross oh yeah or pigeon jesus oh yeah. yeah and then when he's he goes to take a closer look at pigeon jesus Oh, and who's done who, that? And then who should come up beside him with a bicycle? <laughs> it's Cooper. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> what are you it, doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing with a bicycle? So before he well, can that... even get that question out, um, Alice Cooper bikes him. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, is the liquid already shot, gleaked into... It gleeks, it gleeks in a minute. So um, Alice Cooper bikes the guy. <laughs> and then we have that first conversation where they've started to do, they've translated some of the book. Okay. And um, Victor Wong explains that Ivan Ooze may or may not be Satan's dad. An alien Jesus came to Earth to try and warn everybody. But no one believed him. So he decided to wait until the science had caught up so you could properly understand. Arriving on planet Earth with a big important message and then going, science here is absolutely so far behind. You're all a bunch of imbeciles. See you later. So I'm going to have to wait for a perfect time to wait for the science to be good enough for you to understand, and then I can send a message about the science back in time oh, to I'd, warn I'd, you. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, Jesus is an alien, there's an ooze man, and this is when we talk about that there, that Satan may or may not be the goo whose job it is, is to find the anti-god because of particles. There are always opposites. Where are they getting all this information from? Just all from the that, old from text. That, from that book. Yeah. From, yeah, from right. that book and then just knowing all the science. Some wikis. All it's I all need to do there. is know the science. Joe Rogan podcast. That's all there when you that's, need that's, it. That's who's sending that message back, Luke. <laughs> Alex it's, Jones. It's Joe Rogan <laughs> just sending it back. <laughs> yeah, that we just we just get in a bit of the Joe Rogan podcast. What? Um, <laughs> well. 1999. And that's a year, right? We'd say one nine nine. Yeah, nine. one nine nine nine. You'd just you'd say it a bit quicker. Um, <laughs> but yeah. this is when, um, what's her name? Um, the radiologist. You know, she's got glasses. Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, despite finding out that the um, that the canister would only ever open it open itself um from the inside because that's where the lock is so there's no risk of it coming out she is very quickly got egg on her face because while she's the only one looking at it she has a bit of a funny turn 
and then is sort of a bit possessed, I guess, and a bit, a bit. She's gone a bit funny because she sort of wanders towards it, and only snaps out of it when telekinetic Satan makes like a table move a little bit. Um, but yeah. then some of the some of the ooze has gone up on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah, and she's looking at it, mouth agape, and it um and it gleeks right into a gob. And it's would, real. You, you would look at it though. I mean, if it's on the roof like that, I I think you would take a moment to wonder what the hell you with your mouth at. wide open. And then it does. It's a very, a very powerful jet of it that yeah. goes straight into her mouth, isn't it? Like, like a, a pressure washer, like a gleek. I'm <laughs> uh, surprised you've never you've never done it. Uh, I mean, it's not a common occurrence to me, but it's common enough for me to go, oh, that's... what is that? Why does that happen? Yeah. If you look around mentioning Monster Munch, then it'll happen. It can happen to anyone. It's like, it happens when I'm scared or like I'm feeling this defensive. It's <laughs> like, like a, a defense mechanism. It's like a gleek, 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 gleek at you all. Spitting venom at them, trying to possess them. Yeah. Um, so um, it goes in her, it goes in her mouth, and she gags and thrashes around, and huh. then um, we see her stand up, possessed. Not all bad news though, um, because being possessed appears to have removed her need for glasses. She doesn't doesn't wear them for the rest of the film now. It's like Spider Man. It's like when uh, Peter yeah. Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider. First thing you notice is a, I'm strong. B don't need my glasses anymore. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Same as if you're possessed by Satan. strong and never need glasses. No. Have you ever seen yeah. Spider with glasses on? Nope. Too many eyes, mate. Across the bomb. No ears either. <laughs> How did they stay on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Susan doesn't need glasses anymore either because now being possessed has reshaped her retinas, I guess, and now she's got 20 20. She's all in. Um, yeah. This is when we see the the guys are the guys continue to um, to be pissing about. My next note here just says, "Obviously, possessed woman is possessed." So the trumpet man is going around and he sees it. Hey, how's it going? And then he just ignores her. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'd be annoying, wouldn't it? You just feel like, oh, that butter, man. that's like yeah. someone. That works in the office of you. It just he starts doing that for the first day, and you're like, oh, he's a bit kooky, isn't he? After day three, you're just like, I want to murder him. There was a guy I used to work with. We used to work in the basement office. There's four of us, and he used to scat in his little corner like a jazz <laughs> scat all the time, like constantly. <laughs> he was a nice enough guy, but you just hear him go, "What a bullock!" Spirit jazz. Keep it in. It's crazy. Yeah. Skibbity bop bop bop. We um you guys have obviously got high much higher tolerance. Last time I worked in an office, which has been a number of years ago now, but uh, one of the old teams I used to sit on, there was just another team that was only just about with an earshot. And you could hear people on the phone doing their calls all day long, but there was just one guy whose voice you could just pick out, you could just pick out from across the room. He wasn't saying anything. He wasn't saying anything. He wasn't saying anything. Um, still hear his voice. Wasn't saying anything. I could just hear him. I could just hear him doing his job, being perfectly jovial, and I just sit there grinding my teeth at my desk soon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. I've got, I've got a really good one. Uh, so there was a woman in who used to sit probably about as far away as that, like just down the office away. She used to wear a really heavy set bangle on her wrist and it would clunk on the table just constantly throughout the day, right? But you know what annoyed me the most about it is that no one else was bothered by it. It was only me going, are you listening to this clunking, this ridiculous clunking? And people go, the what? And I'd be like, that bangle's been clunking all day. And they go, oh, I'd never hear it. And I go, oh, yeah, whatever. You wouldn't. It was ridiculous. Yeah. She used to type on her keyboard and it would just clunk, 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 clunk. I think, does it not annoy you, the person who's closest to the clunking? It's yeah, really. Yeah, I just put headphones in and listen to music. Just yeah. everything else is driving out. Luke, I'm not even oh, lying. Right. Sometimes the clunking would bypass my music. <laughs> it was, it, like, there wasn't it drums was, in this atmospheric too last time listened to it, it tuned in it tu- I, I was so attuned to the to the whatever the sound wave was of the clunking that i could constantly constantly hear it yeah maybe Hated you could it. mix in like the clunking with that scatting and then just the backtrack of <laughs> my guy doing his job being perfectly nice about it although eventually i found that i was trying to listen out for things to be annoyed by annoyed that he said and he did uh, mispronounce pronunciation, and I, and I was like, pronunciation. Oh no! Uh, he said, "Oh, my, my my pronunciation has the pronunciation," and I, and I was like, "Irony, and I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> and he never knew. He never knew. He went about his business and went, "What a lovely day I just had." Well, day, I pronounced yeah. pronunciation perfectly as well. Yeah, I was out, I've just been out there doing my best to just do a nice job and do a good thing. Little did he know that I was there going somewhere. Someone was hating him. It's weird though, because I feel like I'm quite patient with stuff like that. But it, when you hear it all day, every day, eight hours a day, it makes you want to fucking murder people. Yeah. I wanted to go up to a bangle with like some bolt cutters and just take it off of her wrist. And I remember I said that to someone once, and they went, "We'll do it then." <laughs> what the fuck? I don't think I can. Because that's the problem though, as well. Because it's the worst when something is annoying you. And you know you're being unreasonable, and that it's being, and that it, and that it bothers you. Because I know, like, 
The guy wasn't talking loudly. He was just doing his normal. He was just having a normal life, and the same yeah. as that. Like in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure you agree, Ben. That wasn't a horrible woman. Yeah, <laughs> just had oh, a bangle. Maybe not. Bit annoying. Yeah, I know what you mean about the voices, though. Sometimes I would hear conversations, and I could only hear one side of the conversation. So I'm like, "Why are you so loud?" But the person you're talking to, why can't I hear them? Bring your levels down. Come on. I, I, I feel. Uh, so I understand this pain because I've been in this pain myself. But when you've got a cold and you can't stop sniffing or you can't stop coughing, and every time you cough, you think, I'm so sorry. I know it's like super frustrating. <laughs> it's so annoying. It is. It's, yeah. it's really annoying. You can let people off unless that cough lasts for three months. And then I think just sort it out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we live in a world now where people will do anything to stifle coughing. Maybe that's gone. Yeah, it's finished. Well, I, well, I read before that they used to cough to cover a fart. If you're going to do that, I mean, I would never do that in a place in a public place. That would never be me. I'd save it till I got home. But now I don't understand say, that. Hang on, no, we'll get back to the wait, film in a sec. How does a person hold? Uh, like, that's not possible. Cat always used to have a go at me and say, "You should wait till you're in the bathroom." What? <laughs> that's not an option. That's not an option. Stretching well, up saying, like in like you can hold it for maybe a minute. Or something. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you hold it for long enough, it goes back in, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It seeps out, and then. <laughs> yeah, what's it's... happened? As it, as it then basically just like, I don't know what is it like metabolized back into your body. <laughs> you sweat it out. Plus, you don't want it in your body. It's getting. It wants to get out for a reason. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, obviously now in in, in the, the well, times of COVID nineteen, sort of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna find this podcast and be like oh well, this is this podcast about prince of darkness i'll just get it to about halfway and see what they're talking about <laughs> yeah. anyway but now because of because of covid19 you're farting to mask a cough yeah true true, true story um <clears throat> okay so what happens is Dirk Blocker, <laughs> Dirk Blocker is our next casualty. They're yeah. searching for what's the chops who were, um, you know, you know, yeah. radiographer wears glasses. Um, she, they're searching for her, and he goes to look for her in the ooze room, um, and she <laughs> just, she just sneaks up behind him, and um, and oh, yeah. and and snaps his snaps his neck. Yeah. Um, then we get an escalation. So, a couple of the guys—I don't know all of their all of the names. So, Walter is one of them. Connor, I think, is the is the is the other guy. And then one of the guys go. They're outside having a having a little smoke, and uh, one of them goes, oh, "I ain't getting back in there. It's car car." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He says he says car car another couple of times, only then to find out that there's like a human chain of of possessed homeless people kind of blocking his exit, and um, possessed Susan stands on the um, stands on the fire escape. He has a look at her and goes covered in <laughs> oh, beetles, yeah. and then he looks down and he's covered in beetles, and I guess the beetles are. Are holding him still because they're all around yeah. his feet, and that means he's unable to escape when the bag lady gets him with a sack of tears. 
At this point, there's yeah. a shot where it looks like they're all standing in all of the in all of the Beatles. Did they actually do that? Because it looked like they're all moving and stuff. I was yeah, like, oh, was, God. He was standing in the Beatles, but he um, he gets got with the secateurs, and that's it for him. Well, not just yet. I mean, sort of. It is, sort of, but... Uh, he comes the Beatles, back with the message. Yeah. Is it Satan giving the message, or is it... Um, I guess uh, it's him. The anti-god? Yeah, well, someone's giving that message, and I don't know. I mean, we'll come to it when he gives it, but it's an unusual message in what it's what it's what it com- what comes before. What he says is a little build-up to the message. But um, yeah, so he gets secretary, and this is when we found um, this is where we get the first snippet of the dream. Victor Wong is having a little sleep, and he sees a little bit of the of the message that says. Hey, um, it's your boy, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> this message is it's not a dream, but it is appearing like a dream because our technology can't um, can't get through to the conscious mind. No, but Joe, if you just give me the message rather than explaining the limitations of your technology, we could do something about this. Yeah. Um, he says this message comes from one, yes. nine... Yep. <clears throat> Nine and there's like a there's an eerie vampire man in the door, but he wakes up before he gets the rest of the message, right? Mm. So, so the, um, the technology still isn't right. So this message is still coming too early. Is that what we're saying? He wanted it to be a tweet, didn't he? He wanted it to go viral as a tweet, like in 2020. What's yeah. he playing at? He doesn't. And then the priest, the priest says that like this message has been coming back for a while because anyone who sleeps here gets this gets this message, right? Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I got it. Interesting. That, that, yeah. that doesn't... Although, the, surely the priest could have just been hanging around there. For, oh, he only just went because the old man just died. You'd think if the priest who used to be there with his treasure box had wanted to be helpful, he'd have written out the full details of the dream on a bit of paper. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, nah, I'll dream about it again tomorrow. I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll remember. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. But he didn't have any post-its. He'd not been to the shop in ages. And he had no he Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, yeah. So wow. we, that's, we get we get this message. Um, this is the bit where my notes basically say no fucking knows who Susan is because that's when we get another person coming and go. You seen seen Susan? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Radiographer glasses. No, no, mate. I haven't. She's been uh, wandering around here ominously for hours. Nobody's seen her. Oh, God. Um, Um, this is when our where as Walter at this point offended the other student and said she could pass for Asian because she's the one that gets got next because Susan is behind the door where she's doing some more work on the on her computer um, and she oh no she goes for a little lie down doesn't she and then Susan's on the bed and she crawls and she crawls onto a chest, and she's in the middle of saying, "Oh, sorry, occupied. I'm in this." And then before she can, before she can get those words out, she's in the middle of saying, "Not for me," because <laughs> initially she's a bit like occupied. Someone's in this bed. Can you fucking see me lying here? Jesus! Yeah, crawling up me really slowly, and then she um she spits some of the ooze into her mouth, and then was wondering, well, only a bit of ooze went into Susan's mouth, so. Are they equally possessed? 
and you just need a bit in you to be possessed, or is they, or if they diluted the amount of possessed they are between the How two. How many of them? parts Satan do you need? Yeah. Parts to get the full, full. Is it like Robin, yeah. Robinson's fruit and barley? Is it anything like that? One part uh, is Satan. It, is, is, <laughs> or a, part of <laughs> is a double strength, which is before its time. It's a double strength. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I've got normal strength or double strength, I kind of always go for the same sort of amount. Yeah, I don't let the I, double strength. I, I always eyeball it. No, no, once have I gone. That's about one part. And like, never actually, gone... I, don't, I don't even understand what the one part I... is. Is that one part of the whole, or is that one? Is that like a uh, one out? You know, like a quarter. I don't like. I don't like <laughs> to be able to see through my squash. No, 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 no definitely <laughs> Wait. not. Wait, right. I mean, yeah, I've got. If I can, okay, I've got a cup here, right? So. <laughs> Jesus okay, Christ! Yeah. That is the same size as the cylinder from. from You've got the, the orange flavor. Is that a? Is that orange and barley? If you drink all that, you'll be getting That's up in gross. the middle of the night to piss ten times. And it will look the same color. It's it, um, it I can see what you mean. That that squash looks about right to me. Yeah, you can't have it too weak. If you can see through correct. your squash, yeah. I'd almost rather have a water myself. But then if cause... you if you have someone make the squash for you. Like you can really work out if you're going to get on with a person or not by what kind of squash they make for you. If they give it to you and it is pretty much see-through, I just say, "What's wrong with you? You're sick." Oh, that's how you much you value. Strong. That's how you value my friendship, is it? Not enough to give me a little bit extra squash. <laughs> Same for you. Skin it's too flint. strong, it um, it kicks off my asthma. So if they give you one that's too strong, they're literally saying they want you to be dead. Oh, it kicks off your asthma. Does that work? I don't know. It does cat as well. Um, it's oh. a, like a, some of the substance that gets your airways all clogged up or something. I don't know. It's weird. I don't have asthma, but I've experienced something similar. I get it in a jacuzzi. If I sit in a jacuzzi, I, I get ever so tight chested and like, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden the bubbles are doing something to my lungs. <laughs> it might, might be might be a Satan trying to get you very subtly because obviously he's been diluted since the 80s when this film came out. No, um, yeah. yeah, now he's only he can only make you cough a bit rather than open a mirror dimension. If you look at the back of uh, Robertson's bottle, it says trace elements of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> he's in there. Trace elements. Um, I drink it. Yeah. So, so Susan possesses um, our other character and there's enough Catherine. there's enough um, there's enough parts of Satan per per Catherine. Um, to also yeah. possess her. We haven't um, mentioned that woman who bumped her arm on something and got a weird bruise, and then there was a Susan, weird icon on the bruise. Wait, is it Susan? Is Susan? Uh, Ke- Kelly? Kelly. Uh, Kelly? Okay. Yeah, Ke- Kelly's bumped her arm and has a weird, and has a weird symbol. You're right. Um, mm. They go. Some of the others go and look for the missing people in in the ooze room. They don't look very well because no one sees that Dirk Blocker is literally dead on the floor and they yeah. haven't hidden him. He's, yeah, literally, he's literally lying there. He's literally just over there. Um and they don't they don't look best idiots. And meanwhile, he has died, as sometimes do, with his mouth open, and a bit of Satan is dripping in his mouth as well, but they haven't diluted him. He's getting it straight from the source. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so what we're seeing is yeah, we're seeing we're seeing more people. Um, we're seeing more people get um, get got. And the next one, of course, is Connor. So he goes. Um, is Connor the name? Yes, Connor. 
So Connor goes into the room with Catherine and she is typing, I live, I live, I live, I live, I live. And her typography is excellent. Not a single typo yeah. comes up. I, I did go back. I, Good space I rewound, rewound, rewound a couple of seconds and had a look. She didn't tap in the space bar. So I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sure then she writes um, that you, so I live, um, you will not be saved by the Holy Ghost or um, the King Plutonium. So I can only assume that that is a previously un, unannounced form of God. That's like his mega evolution. So it goes God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Plutonium, the final form. Plutonium. Science. That's what it is. Science more important than religion is what we are saying. Yeah, so plutonium, the god plutonium isn't going to help you either. But unfortunately, before we can fathom that out, um, Connor is also knocked out by Catherine and then he gets juice boxed by Susan because she goes up to his mouth and goes, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gives him a little kiss. Yeah. So, is this the point where um, Insect Man with the skull outside? Um, he, he comes, yeah, he, he comes up in a minute. So, um, they find out that the back doors. Yeah, this is right. So they can't escape because I guess the homeless people have put loads of rubbish against the doors so no one could get out. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. This is when this happens, and then the man who previously described things as Kaka before he got secretary. He like shouts at the window to the people that are still are still alive, and he goes, "Hey, I've got a message for you, but you're not gonna like it." Why yes. would Satan say that? Yeah. <laughs> Satan, Satan, Satan is just so. <laughs> Such a bad name? attitude, Satan. What is sassy? His name, his name is Wyndham. Um, so yeah, Wyndham. Um, Skeleton says. He, he gets up and says, oh, I've got a message for you. You're not going to like witch. it. And then what does he say? Yeah. What is his message? I forgot. I've neglected yeah, to write I've got a message down. for you and you're not going to like it. And then just explodes into bugs. Yeah, his head falls off. His arms fall off. He just turns into bugs. From Thing far is, away. I mean, when he first well, started talking, terrible. I wouldn't know what was happening. When he first starts talking, people are acting like his voice isn't super wobbly. Like he's talking through a comb or well, fan or whatever. Uh, he's obviously not right. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with your mouth, mate? He sounds like um, he's talking for a, for a comb or a fan, but there's not a comb or a fan even here. Yeah. And he's quite far away. You're right. You might not be able to see the bugs. Oh, right, Wyndham. I get it. You don't want to be here. <laughs> just get out of here. He's done an elaborate bug thing just to make himself look. <laughs> just so he can get out of it. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I noticed. Uh, so when he, when he dies. Um, when he gets murdered, his hand is off of his body, uh, but then later on, his hands are back on his body uh, to then fall off again. And oh yeah, because so the bugs like are eating been, it. Yeah, so it seems like he's been put back together by the bugs for them to sort of like dress him, dress as him <laughs> to talk. So it's the bugs that are talking in unison yeah. to uh, to them, and then and then he kind of deflates. Do you reckon they've done the whole suit? Do you reckon they've done shoes and socks as well? That's a bit difficult. Yeah. Well, they've had, I guess, in the time that has passed through the film, they've had a couple of hours to get this right. If anyone had looked out the window while everything else gone, they would have seen them doing practice and they can't get the voice right. And they're like, should we put that bit in about them not liking the message? 
<laughs> yeah, they added that. Sounds but... a bit sounds a bit silly. Now we'll add it. Ad lib. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one of the bugs that's right in the script they're going to say about Satan being back or whatever it is they say. He like goes, guys, just oh they're, oh they're looking out the window now though. Oh, stall them, stall them. Just tell them you got a message. I'm not quite finished. Not quite finished it. I've got um, the first draft, but I've I need to edit it. I've got a uh, I've got a message for you, and the guys like, yes, go on. Um, you re- no no, um, y- you're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he basically says, oh, you your your buggered mate. Ivan Ooze is back in town, baby. He's out your buggered. <laughs> you probably because can't tell bugs. because I'm quite far away, but I'm bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't tell because it's the middle of the night and I'm far away and there's loads of black bugs down here. But I promise you they're here. You can't see yeah. them. Um, yeah. yeah, and he, he falls apart to bugs. Um, a couple of other people have had the dream at this point and we've had maybe a little bit more of a flash. I think we've gone from the year one nine to the year one nine nine and seen a little bit more of the figure. Priest has a bit of a moment here. It's like he goes gathers them all together. He goes, Oh, please, you you must tell me it, it, who's had the dream. No, go on, please. And no one's like refused to tell him, but he really gets onto it hard. He's like, No, honestly, please tell me if you've had that dream. I can't, like anyone's I can't tell you what I've had a dream it. about. My dreams are mental. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, don't want to share them with you, right? You'd be terrified. Yeah. I haven't had that one. But he um a couple of them say it, and he goes through, and this is where they talk about, I think oh, just before we see Bug Wordenham, they talk about tachyon pulses, and you're being very silly, but this is one of the bits that I, I liked about the film, that I found it engaging. This is where they linked the science fiction elements and the religion elements and the Satan bits and the message coming from the past and you know talking about how they're getting that message back. It all started to click together story-wise for me here. Um, but don't worry, the madness soon soon returns as over nine thousand gallons of ooze goes into Kelly. Yeah, because because Kelly, who has the mark on her yeah. arm, yeah, she'd gone for a lie down, and what with all the zombies and stuff, people hadn't gone to wake her up. So the multitude of possessed people have dragged um, the ooze pot. Um, it's on the little wheelie trolley now, and they've taken it into the room where she is having a sleep. And um, Walter goes in to see what's going on. Um, and while he's hiding in the cupboard, yeah, I think he might be hiding in the cupboard by now. He has a look in and sees literally all that ooze that was on the it's on the ceiling when he walks in. And at first, I thought he was going to get gleeked, but he didn't. Um, yeah. He hides in the cupboard, and then we see all of it um, reverse Freddy Krueger in into yeah. Kelly. <clears throat> yeah. She, she, her belly kind of like it looks like if she'd jump around, you'd you'd hear the sloshing of the liquid. Yeah, when you've um, had a big drink too fast. Or that appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> um, her, her skin doesn't go immediately, but her skin starts to deteriorate. Her like her flesh starts to melt off of her face and arms and stuff. Yeah. She goes through a whole. She goes through a whole. Um, goes through a whole thing because it all goes into her, and she has no face for a minute. Um, well, old what's the chops? You know her. She has the glasses. <laughs> she just watches on. Um, the, and then all of them kind of come to the corridor, and they've seen some scary things. They've seen Susan without her glasses. They've seen a man turn into bugs, and then they seem expressly frightened 
by Dirk Blocker just coming round the corner. His neck's a bit crooked, but he doesn't look classically horrifying. And they seem, and they seem terrified, and they they run away from him, only to find um, the um, oh, is this is this when is that, Connor comes he... Connor, Connor comes up the stairs and he's singing yeah. Amazing Grace, but Amazing slits Grace. his throat with some banister. Love... Yeah. Uh, well, he cuts. It's a bit of chair, and then he just snaps off. Is that right? Yeah. And then just what? What did you make of this? Is that? Do you make that? Is he just being a spooker and trying to get them scared, or do you reckon he's still kind of good and decides to chop his neck rather than gotta be, be possessed? Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. I thought he was still being. Maybe he's not fully possessed, and he's still because he's singing hymns some... as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that could be. That could definitely be uh, what he's doing. Yeah, maybe and then, he's kind of holding then, up then, the Satan. And when he returns after that, when the slice of the throat doesn't fully kill him, when he returns after that, he's definitely 100% possessed and obsessed with his own reflection. Yeah. Well, they love um, Satan. Loves the mirror dimension, doesn't he? So um, yeah, was so like he's Luke after he, after he trimmed his beard, that was what he was doing to the mirror. Just giggling maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that face for so long. <laughs> Um, but they're You're saying, Dad, <laughs> is that you, Dad? 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 <laughs> but, um, so Walter is hanging out in the um, he's hanging out in the cupboard at this point. The others are running around, and the sun has come up for no reason, is apart from just to do the progression of time, because we the the next scene or so takes an entire day until it's almost night time again. Yeah, that, yeah, that the, was. Baffling. The sun has come up. Um, my first thought was, oh, this should be good because in the wide shot we see that the, the church with all the ghosts in it is right next to what looks to be a photography studio or a photograph shop. So that, that'll open in a bit, unless it's a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That'll open in a bit, and surely in the course of regular business, someone will go, this bloke that's bugs in that car park <laughs> should call someone. <laughs> but, um, but the sun's coming up. Walter has still got the chat, um, despite just being behind a single door. He's like, what joke does he tell him? I'm pretty sure we can't repeat it now in 2021. So he says about the Jewish woman going on a flight and coming back from, uh, like, with a Zulu warrior. Do you remember that? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And the, the, mum says, I, I told you to go away and marry a rich doctor. <laughs> very good <laughs> he's um, all over it this guy uh, yeah Walter's Walter's standing behind a door while Kelly is pregnant with ooze um, the sun's come up and then they realise maybe the whole reason Walter told the jokes is so the others can hear him because their room backs onto the cupboard he's hiding in mm. um, and they say oh we can. Uh, this wall's pretty thick but we can probably get you out of it and then immediately, with like the slightest poke of a table leg, make a massive hole in the yeah. wall. Um, it might take a while. It's like, will it? How thick is wall? Yeah, like fifteen, <laughs> like fifteen minutes. It'd be twice as fast, Walter, if you helped from the other side. But he doesn't. He stands there I giving keep them shit. That, yeah, you you do your side as well, for God's sake. We meet in the middle. What's wrong yeah, with but you? What's he got to do it with? They've got There's a table some, leg. There, there bound to be something in that room. Elbow. Yeah, or just yeah. give it give it a kick, or at least pull the bricks. Who knows? But yeah. um, 
yeah, this is where Walter's doing his jokes. Um, Claire is turning in. Oh, sorry, Kelly is turning into Vacman, enemy of Stretch Armstrong. She's getting all sort of um, puckered at this point, like she's been in the bath for too long. Oh, um, very gruesome. Brian, well, yeah, the, um, the other magic watching, man, aren't they? Yeah, magic man Brian has a quick go. Like my note, it just says, "What the fuck was your plan, Brian?" Because this is when the sun has come up. He goes, "Right, I'm going to try something. Get ready yeah. to pull me up." He jumps down into the alley. This Where the homeless really people, good. the homeless people are at the other side of the alley. He jumps down into the alley, and the homeless people rush at him, and he climbs back up at the last second. Like, what did you think was going to happen? What if they didn't rush at you? What were you going to do? I kept, I kept thinking he was going to go over the next fence, but he didn't. He just went and down. Then, uh, Professor Howard says, "Even if we could get help, like no one can help us, or something, isn't it? like with what's happening." So oh, great, nice one. Yeah. I'd start to go. You'd still say, oh. Yeah, so get me out of here. If the police said, do you want us to come and try and shoot these people? I'd say, yeah, make sure you don't get gleeped. But yeah, if you could. <laughs> gleeped from afar. Yeah. You know, where uh, 2020 wouldn't happen, people should have masks yeah, on. Exactly. So, Safety from um, Satan as well. At this point, uh, what's her name? So she absorbs all of the juice into a system. She is now technically Satan, right? Yeah, she is now technically Satan. Um, I've noticed a lot. Pluses, she has psychic powers now. Um, But as a minus, your skin's fucked. Yeah, yeah. She looks like she's been eating a brownie. She's constantly got like chocolate covering her front teeth or something. I don't know why. (laughs) Bad teeth is Satan as well. How did the ooze do that? Maybe it's not a sugar free ooze. Yeah. Maybe it was. It's the, it's the aspartame. It ruins your teeth. Oh, that's it. And they, and Satan, because he's the prince of all lies, has marketed it as tooth kind. Exactly. <laughs> but it ain't good for your teeth. Stop it. Satan. Yeah. Um, the priest who is at to hide in a different place because he got separated from the others, so he's just round a corner watching all this happen. But then he starts reading from the Bible, like, out loud. He's, and yeah, he's like, reading and sake. doing a prayer. But I was like, this prayer is very specific that this would have been in the Bible. Is like, dear God, pray to you to help us with this difficult time when Satan is coming from the mirror dimension. I was like, either you're reading that and that's a very specific edition. That's like end of the world edition of the Bible you've got there. So yeah, or you're, the or you're not New reading Testament. it. How new? Very yeah. new. <laughs> Just reading it now. Yeah, and come it's on, brand please. new. If you've been a priest all these years, I'd expect you to be off book by now. You don't, you yeah. don't need to read yeah. your lines, but um, he's still he's still going. And then this is kind of when, um, when the sun starts to go down again, and they've spent all day smashing that wall. Um, but then when the um, when it looks like Satan is going to attack, Walter actually makes an effort to um, to help yeah. them. Too, kick too the little, does too late, like, Walter. Too, does it like too two little, minutes? Too late. Um, everyone who the majority of people with the exception of Mustache Brian always fight the um, the Satans with their mouths wide open because there's one character we haven't mentioned him that much he literally just gets gleeked the second someone comes oh, into yeah, the room dude. who was that dude I swear he didn't appear to halfway through the film he, <laughs> he was near the start he was like another professor guy yeah 
Yeah, he disappears for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. What was he doing? He was just he just he just stands behind he just stands behind people quite a bit, but he gets gleeks straight because away. Because old Mustache Man does do a bit of fighting, and he dodges a couple of gleeks, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he dodges a couple, like... and um, <laughs> in and this guy who we just saw get gleeked, he returns a bit later on, and gets wazzed out the window, <laughs> literally just like literally ducked under. Um, they they throw Lisa out the window as well, right? Yeah, Lisa well. gets Lisa gets out the window. She follows Walter through the hole because she's the one that first goes in there. Um, they yeah. try to smash her head in with bricks, but it doesn't work. So they toss her out the window, and it's a big <laughs> thing. Like she's she's running for them, and not that there's been an episode of diversions already. This reminded me very strongly of an incident which happened in real life to us. Um, it was a, a summer's evening. Loved out the window. No, in 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 the summers, my parents always used to go away. Uh, once we were like in a like from like fifteen, sixteen, I gave up going away on on holiday with my parents to Cornwall, and we just used to basically live in their house for a couple of weeks. Um, my friends basically just come over and we used to just hang out there for a week for a couple of weeks in the summertime. It was great. Played a lot of played a lot of video games. Drank a bit. It was good times. Um, but on one occasion, they were actually late leaving. Um, so a couple of my friends had still come around. It was like we were like, I think we were like 16, 17. We were going to have a couple of drinks. We were going to people around. We were messing around. We'd gone out and just, as you do when you're a kid, you hang out on the street near your house. Like there was a fence hanging out there. And um, we were all there hanging out there. And one of our other friends was on the phone. He was like, oh, is that? Is that um? Is that thing? Yeah, I want to. I want to talk to him. And he went to jump on my friend who was on the phone at the time, like really dive at him. And the other guy just sort of leaned forward, <laughs> and he flew over, and then like completely defenseless, like swan dive through the air, and then just landed on the road, the tarmac, and slid across. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and at that point, that is when he um. Did he live? No, he went from like. No, uh, he died. He, he, he went from. <laughs> He went from like fun drunk to incredibly sick, sick drunk, oh. and then he, and then he did some throwing up, and then my parents hadn't left; they were late leaving, so they were still at home. We just took them back, and they were sort of watched, sitting in the living room. My friend being sick, um, pretty much dry rice into a saucepan, and then he kind of oh. snapped out of it, and then was fine again. And he was like, second wind. Yeah. No, he had like an eye. He had like a bag of peas on his face, and he was like, oh, what, what have you done to me? What have we done? This is And it was like that scene in the original Batman where it's like, "Give me a mirror, give me a mirror." <laughs> and the next day, he had to go to work in um, a shop he was working at, at the time, and he had, and he basically looked like two faced. Like one of the sides of his face was normal, and the other side he had like a massive black eye and like basically road rash down his face. Um, yeah, and that's. Basically, that dive and the terrible injury reminded me of what happens to not one but two <laughs> Satans in this film because they dive at um, at Brian and he basically just ducks and then throws them out Satan, the windows. Because the Satans don't seem to do much. There's a lot of slow walking towards people and reaching and grabbing and stuff. But what, suddenly, towards the end of the film, they start diving about. Maybe they've got enough people that don't want to spit in your mouth at this point. They want to fuck you up. Get you. Yeah. Yeah, actually get you. Um, okay, so Kelly goes into the room where uh, what's his name? Who's who's the dude who slit his throat? Who's looking in the mirror, loving himself? Um, his name is Connor. Connor. So, so he's, she goes. 
she goes in there as well, and they all start getting pretty fascinated by the old mirror. Yeah, she's already tried to get Satan through the through the compact oh, yeah. mirror. Really you can only, get your, only get your fingers. Satan's dad ain't gonna fit through there. Yeah, teeny tiny, ridiculous. Luckily, in the next room, there's a massive mirror. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, and this is where the priest, having finished his prayers, thinks. Right, it's time for me to step up and do something. And uh, thankfully, under some bric-a-brac in the corridor where he's been doing some prayers, lovely fire axe. Maybe, maybe uh, his yeah. prayers. Maybe, um, maybe Big G sent that to him to help. The axe. He did manifested a big old axe. Uh, so he attacks Kelly with it, slices off her arm, but grows straight back. He regenerates. Like Generate anyone's arm. business. And then you go for the head next when you go, right, arm, that ain't going to happen. Maybe I'll go for the head, but no. The, the problem comes with the priest off. here, and maybe this is because he's dedicated his life to, you know, to study and religion, he's not a great chopper because he chops the arm off, watches it regenerate, and then chops the head off and doesn't continue chopping. He's like, right, okay, yeah. your turn. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can put that back on. Doesn't grow a new... She can regrow arms, but puts a head... but. The head can just be put back on. Doesn't grow a new head because I guess that get confusing. Takes in turns. Yeah. Uh, to go with their little fighty moves, JRPG unfo- star. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, Satan has summoned allies, and Connor uh, has managed to out wrestle um, out wrestle uh, Brian for a minute, and he's he's put the smack down on him, and yeah. he is. Um, and he is, and he wrestles the priest away, so he can't chop, can't chop Satan anymore. And she's reaching in, saying, "Dad, Dad, I'm over here." And then we see, and this is the image you're talking about, right uh, earlier on. Look, this is the, we see Satan's dad's big hippo meat hand. Yeah, he's like, on the there's, way. There's some kind of monster thing in the mirror. That's quite a cool, interesting visual that could have. Yeah, I don't know. Could have been the thing that could have solved the movie That's a bit cool. better. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but I guess this is one of those things, right? Like, to be serious about it, like, can you? Is there something that is meant to be, especially that you built up so psychologically? Like, this is um, opposite day God, and this is the biggest, scariest thing ever. Can you do that entire creature, and it be? Yeah, good point. I mean, he's going for more of the Lovecraftian sort of vibe, I guess, where you can't really describe it. You can't really show it, maybe. Only its arm. Describe its arm. Yeah. It's like those blind guys and the elephant in that story. Someone might know what its leg looks like, but we just get the arm. Yeah. Um. So, so Satan's coming through. Oh, and then Catherine. We we have we have, we mostly refer to her by a last name that begins the D, right? Um, uh, like, it is Catherine, Dan, I think. Danforth. Okay, Dan, yeah. Danforth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she. she come on. <laughs> so she, like she she kind of sees that everyone else is occupied wrestling the different Satans, right? Yeah. Um, so she rugby tackles Satan plus hand. Back into the mirror. Could she not have just pushed her in? Did she have to go as well? Mm. And then and then Donald Pleasance does like a <laughs> throws the axe. He One hand. Yeah. He says a bit of a prayer, doesn't he? Like says Amen. Yeah. 
Aiming, he said. Aiming for the mirror. Aiming for the mirror. That was a good arrow. And Mustache Man is devastated at this point with Joe Campbell. And he he would be, because as you can see, I don't think it's Catherine's intention that she was um, going to be trapped in the mirror dimension forever, because you see inside the mirror dimension, she's she's trying to get back, right? Yeah, we see her reaching for it. Reaching back. And also, the mirror dimension just looks like being underwater, but dark. <laughs> I don't think she's going to survive. She'll be dead before long. Also, I mean, who knows? I would like to see a sequel based all around her swimming around in the darkness. Where bloody am I? After all she, tries, she tries to do um, original like Avengers, doesn't she, at the end, where Iron Man's gone through that little vortex. She's thinking, I'm going to go in here, blow him up, right. and then I'll come back. She... Obviously, had a tacky on message from the future about the ending to that film as well. Yeah. Also, the future. Donald, Ple- Donald Pleasance was just too too quick to smash the mirror. Just give me a just second to get back smash. out. Smash. Yeah. <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah, you could be ready to smash it, and then if you see anything other than me, smash. But no, he doesn't. He doesn't waste any time. Yeah. He smashes it. All it is the, the apocalypse. It's one one life against. Seven yeah, billion or, or whatever. We know where Luke would stand on that. Smash the bridge straight away. <laughs> one of us, one of us went in there and smash immediately. <laughs> right. Even even now, like it, there's no saying situation going on. Just get it smashed. <laughs> Just we, get it smashed. Should we establish this now, guys? If the three of us ever find ourselves in this situation, I'm asking you now. Give me give me a second just to see if I can get back out. Yeah, well, I, I would. I would rather. Second. Do you guys, if we agree between us that if we find ourselves in a situation, rather than jumping into the thing head first, we aim for the drop kick instead? Yeah, just it's good. Jump forward with the legs forward, maybe a flying kick if you're amenable to. Or if all three of us could do it, I'm sure all three of us could pick her up and sling her straight in. I would have grabbed her and done an Irish whip, (laughs) span around a couple of times to get some momentum, and then chucked her back in. Got her straight in, use her own momentum against her. Or yeah. rather than doing prayers, one of like you could have done the prayers maybe, and then someone else can crawl behind her, and then someone just shoves her into the mirror. Yeah, yeah, classic schoolboy trick. Classic. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So after so, the mirrors, all the all the possessed people die. Um, the street people just wander away. So obviously, I'm assuming that they're, they're not fully possessed because they didn't die. So they're. Yeah. And all the ants uh, go back to normal, but we don't see what they're about to their jobs. Yeah, yeah. And I feel basically bad every, for everyone who every... don't die though. Like the people who are possessed get killed. The ones that got ooze died, right? But yeah, not all mm. of them had an injury that would have that would have killed them. So obviously the man that turned into bugs would have been dead anyway. But what about and the guys that got choked out the windows would have been dead. But what about like the professor that got all those apples? And did the trumpeting oh, yeah. noise. All he did was got spat in. Nothing yeah. would have killed him. He just went, no, oh, sorry, possessed, dead. Possessed, mate. Yeah. Don't ask me. Definitely possessed. Uh, we get some, uh, not post credits, but like a end film scare with uh, Bruce. Uh, and he's sort of dreaming of, um, he gets the, the dream with the videotape, the Joe Rogan podcast. And then he wakes up and Catherine's sleeping next she's, to him, but she's... Well, she's Satan. like, in the dream, she's the part of Satan, the figure uh, that they saw before. But this yeah, it's not it the, is... It's not the spooky... Is it? Is it that that always what it was? Or has it changed so it's no longer I a shadowy it's figure? it's changed. 
I think it's and changed. It's... So before it definitely wasn't her. I don't yeah. know, I don't, you, you couldn't really tell what it was, but it definitely wasn't her because from this point it's obvious it's her before it even zooms in on her, to be fair. Yeah, and that's the strange thing though. Now, especially looking back, so if that message is from the future, the warning they're giving that in 1999, a woman who very, very distinctly looks like she's from the late 1980s will come out as Satan <laughs> to destroy very the terrifying. world. Very terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we get the ending shot of him looking at the mirror. Okay, um, touch. Yeah. Yeah. That's just um, obviously a moment where he's like, maybe I could go in there or she should come out. Who knows? We see him walk into it. Just hits his face. <laughs> right into it. Uh, so um, I've got I've got one name game and then some trivia. It's very difficult to name game this one. I spent I like five, ten minutes on it and it was very <laughs> difficult. Um, so the first one. Okay, so a bit of name game. It's a film about a priest who went for a long run, but he didn't stretch properly. So he gets like really bad pain in his in his lower legs, just above his feet. And it turns out that the real bad pain in the lower legs was actually prophesized uh, to indicate the rebirth of Satan. I think the, it might have to be a runner to... The, sh- <laughs> to... the, sh- the shin splints Shit. of darkness? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shin splints. That was as good as I could not get any more name game out of, a, out of this one. Um, Maybe you guys I at can, home can try one. Oh, Andy, I you can do one. you. I can do you one, Luke. So yeah. um, there is a priest who has terrible bad breath, so he employs Victor Wong to help get a, a sugar-free sweet that can, um, that can freshen oh, his breath. Yeah. Unfortunately, upon eating them, Satan comes out of his mouth. Mints Wait. of darkness. That's right, the mints of darkness. Okay, I've I've got another one. So uh there was a guy born and raised in West Philadelphia, and then he he gets a taxi <laughs> ride to um to darkness. Um is it the fresh prince? Fresh, of darkness? fresh prince. Correct. Yeah. Darkness. Okay, I think I've got one. Go on. <laughs> uh upon the upon the reveal of a giant green vat of ooze everyone who seems to come closer to it doesn't actually become possessed but they just close their eyes and turn their head away quickly squints of darkness the wince of darkness but squints of darkness also okay. works this is one actually I saw uh, it's about <laughs> a prince I mean sorry a priest who is uh, going about his business um, and he accidentally does a silent but deadly fart and it, that is prophesied as the rebirth of, of Satan himself. Squits of darkness. Squits of darkness. No, he doesn't, doesn't follow through. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's key. That's key to this plot, right? He does just, not Just the through. smell. Just the smell. Oh. The... <laughs> <laughs> Is this a colloquial term? But yeah. Is this a, a regional thing? No. You, the stinks of darkness. The stinks of darkness. <laughs> I got one more for you. One more for you. So, there is a there is a businessman who owns an entire wrestling franchise, um, but actually, in his latest signing of talent, it turns out to actually be Satan in an ooze form. Is it who, the Vince? It, it is the Vince of darkness. 
<laughs> okay, I got one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, while, <laughs> while, while Satan's gathering all of his ingredients to make a shepherd's pie, he's got potatoes, he's got carrots, he's got onions, but there's one thing missing, and he needs to possess the owner of a butcher in order to get hold of it. Uh, could it be the mints of darkness? <laughs> the mints of darkness. That's correct. <laughs> okay. So we had more than we thought. Yeah. I should have spent it a bit longer on it. Okay, so uh, I've got some actual trivia, though. Um, number one, why Sorry. was Alice Cooper so good at that bike stabbing? Um, he s- stabbed a, a boy with like... a bike when he was at school. He's a keen cyclist and he knows how to handle a bike. Well, Alice Cooper used the bike impalement trick in his stage shows prior to this movie. The bike he uses was his own personal prop. All right. Just held him up. They, they were like, <laughs> can I get a bike? Can I get a bike trick in there as well? He's like, I don't think it's really key to the film. I've got uh, it with Alice. Me. I've got it with me. Come on, I'll do it right now. Yeah. I'll do it right now. Do it on you. <laughs> if you don't let me do it, you're going to get biked. <laughs> um... So, uh, next one. Who is credited as the screenwriter of the film? Um, Something tells uh, me it's John. It's uh, someone using a pseudonym, John Carpenter, under under a fake name, but I couldn't tell what it was. I can't remember what it is now, but it was something like Quarter. I was going to say Quartermain, but that's the guy from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, you're right. It's Quarter. Like, is it like is it like a Quatermass? It's Martin Quatermass. Uh, is a nod to the Hammer movies that Quatermass Quate, experiment. Uh, yeah, Quatermass in the Pit as well. And yeah. that popped up on the credits. I was like, Hell! <laughs> is it well, is got an ooze? Is, is the Quatermass films, have they got an ooze in them? Maybe that's I'm not the too sure. uh, There is actually one that's a bit of an ooze. It, I think it kind of possesses. I think that is the one where the, a rocket goes to space and the astronauts come back, but they've. I, I think, is it it's X? got a bloody venom in it again, hasn't it? Jeez. I think that's X the Unknown. And it's got like a blob creature in it. It is like a venom. It is the venom film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. When Etchison is killed by the homeless people, what Alice Cooper song was he listening to? Oh. It's quite faint, I noticed. Uh. It's not poison. Poison, <laughs> most obvious, famous. Is it poison or schools out? Yeah, uh, it's neither of those. It's actually the Prince of Darkness. That's what the song's called. Okay. I don't know if that's was what that the film gets specifically for the. Was that made specifically for the film? Do we know or not? I don't know. But uh, so Alice Cooper, I think, had a large part in producing the film, or he, his company, financed it or something. There's some. Okay, yeah, pretty interesting. Worth looking into a bit deeper. Um, But yeah, we need to rate the film. Interested. Do you want to go first, Andy? Oh, pressure's on. Um, It's so hard. It's so hard to pick because I know we've had we've had some bloody fun with that. We're talking about it, but there are some great things. And be serious for a minute here. Like I like the fusion of. The, the religious elements and then the, the science elements. It perhaps shows its age a bit and like we said at the top, I think it maybe lacks some 
really killer visuals that make things like the um like the thing and as we will find out in the future the mouth slash mind of madnesses um you know that really make those ones stand out but there's some potential there and there's something about this despite the the other aspects that do give it some compelling what some compelling elements it does show its age a bit in terms of the the pacing and I think just some of the effects that are used and just the contrivances of the age of the scientists and all all the other stuff which make it maybe fall a little short but I'm still not gonna say this is a bad movie I'm gonna give this maybe a C minus oh well I'm saying it in that voice so I think I think it could depend on I think I think it could depend on your mood equally if you had more of a history with it it could go higher but yeah. you might just watch it fresh as a thing today and be expecting the thing and it would fall short of those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the identity of the film, I think, where it gets a little bit lost for me. It's almost like I'm not quite sure whether it should be one thing or another. And even though we've got all the classic, it's got the classic Carpenter flavor. A lot of the classic, obviously, the music's great. Um, the sense of dread is there. I just think it gets a bit bogged down sometimes it's a bit slow um i don't really i mean some of the characters are interested enough but i don't know if i'm like donald pleasance doesn't seem as strong a character as he does in the halloween movies for example um there's no one to really get behind i feel like in the battle mm. against the green ooze and satan and needs needed a bit more alice cooper you know just a couple of little bits yeah. more some, i think uh, an ooze I, is a hard enemy to really go against as well right yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. But that being said, it's not my favorite John Carpenter movie by a long stretch. So I'll probably go for a C. I was gonna say C plus, but I might just go for a C on this one. Cool. Um, so this is the second time fairly recently I've, I've seen it. Um, I do agree. It's definitely not. Uh, I mean, when I think of John Carpenter films, this is like second tier. Like it's not on that top tier not on god tier which is like where um the thing kind of lives most on its own i think um in the apocalypse trilogy i think you're we're gonna have more fun well maybe not but in terms of the experience of watching the film we're gonna have more fun with sam hill sam sam neil oh, even yeah. um in in the years of madness or whatever that film's called <laughs> in the ears, um, eyes nose and face in the nostrils of madness I am going to go for a C plus because I think it is a it's very well made, very intentional, and I feel like I'm not quite understanding some of it, so I can't go too yeah. low because I'm sure there's something that's just going over my head in the plot. I feel the same. There are definitely a few bits, even a few bits when we're discussing it now, a few things that you've mentioned, Andy, where I've gone. Maybe I kind of that slipped through the net for me a little bit, but you know that's just yeah. that's just me and there's, my. There's some there's some depth there for for sure. Although the ultimate test of the characters and how much you engage with them. No one look at your notes. Eyes where I can see them. What's the name of the radiographer? Suzanne. Oh, you remembered her. Only because... I don't know if I've got it. Only because we've said it many many a time this evening. And is Lisa Asian or not? I'm not saying. I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) What is it? Uh... 
I'd say Schrodinger's yes. And I feel like Walter, I feel like Walter Walter was just being an asshole for some reason. That makes more sense to me. Him yeah. being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Um, I forgot. Yeah. What, what, what do we do now? Okay. Yeah. What uh, are we doing next week? Are we doing Psycho Goreman? So I think we're going to do Psycho Goreman. So another new release on the podcast. I think we could, said we're going to do right? a few more of them. Um, out Off the press. Did I yeah. read that it was made by the guys who made The Void? Yeah. Yes. Mm, that's, what I I read. that's a good thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, seen the trailer Void? looks great. Yes, we've seen The Void. No, we've done an episode, but Andy, have you seen the yeah, Void? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not seen The Void. Um, I listened to your episode before I got around to watch it, because that, that had a weird release as well, right? It was on VOD for a while before you could pick it up anywhere else, because mm, if you didn't see yeah. it at the festival circuit. Yeah. Um, I'd heard your guys' description of that lady being turned into the garden centre, and I haven't um, <laughs> <laughs> rushed yeah. to, to watch it yet because I know that I think didn't leave you guys feeling a, li- a little bit hollow versus it was the... a bit underwhelming. Yeah, it was a bit underwhelming. Um, in my mind, the effects are pretty cool. The aesthetic is very good, very cool. Yeah. But um, I don't remember it being a particularly good story. It was. I can't remember. Right. It looks it looks quite silly. Um, I mean, I know we don't usually go for silly stuff. Um, obviously, we run a very serious operation here, so a little bit of a different episode to enjoy next week. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Should be fun. Yeah, <clears throat> cool. Uh, so be feel free to follow us on Twitter. Um, Andy is at you changed it, so it's yeah, Andy, it's, uh, Andy CT writes these days. Andy CT writes, uh, Ben is at Ben underscore at Ben yep. Errington. Just the one at word. Ben, ben underscore Errington. Oh, oh. I, was, I thought I was jokingly getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, to the best so, at Ben underscore Errington. Uh, and I'm at Hello. Luke of Condor with a K. Um, yeah. Come to the Facebook group. You will it be introduced to some cracking chaps and some cracking ladies <laughs> that sounds so dodgy some good people is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now you're cancelled like Walter no. <laughs> oh, no. um, any number of the people may or may not pass as Asian depending on <laughs> okay I need to get out of the situation quickly uh, thanks to Acastos and the show thanks to the listeners uh, maybe rate and review on iTunes and That'd yeah, nice, thanks yeah. you guys for being right horror Next dudes. Time. Next time I'll read out some reviews. I don't think I've ever read them read them out on the show before. There's not, nice not, not many. That'd be nice. Yeah, take a nice. couple of minutes. If you write a new one, we'll read them out especially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if it's a five exactly. star one, we'll read you out in a cool voice. But if it's less, we'll read you out in a voice that makes sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this person said blah 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 blah. I'm a stupid. <laughs> Dick in my butt, just big in my butt smells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, guys. Oh, yeah, bye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.